spiritual pressure, Ichigo. Ho ho! Hello everyone, I'm Matt, aka Legion X, and welcome to another episode of The Gap. I'm your host with me, I have my co-host Shane, aka The Bearded One. Uh, so Shane, uh, as a recent fan of Bleach, how do you feel about the possibility of Disney possibly, uh, Disney Plus picking up Bleach? I'm not- Uh, for streaming. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about that, cause it's dumb. It's a rumor, we need to clarify that. Yeah, it's not, it's not official, so grain of salt. I'm not gonna talk about that, but I was thinking of going further with that bit. And then I realized, I, in my head, I thought of, <laughs> I thought of Mickey Mouse saying "Getsuka Tensho," and I, 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 dude, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but I, you know, that technically, Bleach being on Disney Plus means the possibility of Bleach being in Kingdom Hearts. The prophecy, the prophecy is about to be fulfilled. The prophecy, which means that each each go with a keyblade. Each go, dude, you're gonna get a fucking. Is his real bonkai? That could be his real bonkai. It's just a keyblade. His real bonkai was the friendships he made along the way. It was his kingdom hearts. <laughs> with me, I have my co-host Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? This bit only works if Adam goes first. This bit, okay. All right. Speaking of which, uh, it is not sports month, but still with us is Adam. How are you doing today, Adam? Right. So uh, I made a comment last episode that I guess went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. If I've heard anyone out there, you know, New Yorkers, Yankees fans, Mets fans, uh, Red Bull fans, Ranger fans, Islander fans, uh, Nets fans. Um, you know, the Knicks don't have fans, but still, anyone who likes the Knicks, if I've heard anyone out there, uh, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart that I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith, and oh, that's going to be a, a deep drive in the left field by Nick Castellanos. It's going to be a home run. It's going to make it a 4 thing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be on this podcast again after this episode. I don't know if it's going to be for... Uh, for you guys, I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, getting my paycheck from the Chinese Communist Party, from Xi Jinping, um, or if it's going to be from, you know, the Russians of Vladimir Putin, maybe from the Cubans, uh, the ghost of Fidel Castro. Uh, I don't know. I want to apologize for all the people who signed my paycheck, like I said, all those wonderful gentlemen I've mentioned, uh, for all the people I work with, for anyone I've offended uh, tonight, uh, last week, uh, the weeks before that, really anything I've said that is against New Yorkers. I can't tell you how deeply, deeply sore I am. It's, it's not who I am to make jokes about 9-11. It never has been, never will be. And I'd like to think that maybe I could uh, have some people here that could back me up. I'm very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. Strike! Let's go Mets, baby! Love the Mets! Let's go love the Mets! Fucking do 9-11 too! Hit a home run! <laughs> we love do the a, Mets, baby! Do 9-11 number four! There you go. Complete the quadrilogy. Hell yeah. <laughs> Stop. I guess 9-11-2 was the Pentagon. So 9-11-3. No, 9-11-3 was Benghazi. Inside job. So what's yeah. the fourth one going to be? I don't know. 9-11-4. I don't know. It's going to be exciting. Whatever so how- Trump decides to pull, because he's getting popped on uh, espionage charges for selling yeah. nuclear secrets to the Saudi Arabians. That's spectacular. Yeah, it's that's- not a news podcast, but I wanted to bring it up. It's, it's very, very funny. It is, it is immensely funny. Literal insane. It's it deeply disturbing funny. because he's like giving it to the people who like founded ISIS, but it's like yeah. the final the final destination of where his story could have possibly been. It rules. 
It's a, it, I it's, salute it, President Trump. Yeah, it, it's fucking a fucking. Uh, it's, it's it is the perfect usage of the Chekhov's gun. Uh, ab- it is exactly. it, it is incredible. All right, so Spencer, what was your thing? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh well, I was just going to ap- apologize to our uh, family, friends, and watchers uh, for the uh, words, the controversial statements that my co that my comrade uh, Adam just made. Um, me and everybody on the Gap podcast disavows any mention of 9-11, and that's another long fly ball up, 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 and it's gone for Nick Castellanos. That is a two-run jack. Um, 9-11 is never a joke, and anybody who makes those jokes is very funny. Uh, by the way, I am, of course, just kidding. Go fuck yourself. 9-11-6 coming in 3D, baby. Coming in 3D? No, it should be 4D. It should be a full sensory experience. The full sensory yeah, I, with the with the nine eleven five kills you in real life. You should be able to feel the plane crash into your body. You die in the movie. You die in real life. They're gonna do a. It's gonna be a re release of United ninety three, but in like D box, <laughs> and then they just blow up the. It's directed at the end. by Roland Emmerich. <laughs> All right. So right. uh, that's been right. horrible. We said we were going to do this episode under two and a half hours, and uh, we're that's already not happening. That's this is not <laughs> happening. This is going to be a four-hour episode. There's so much news that we have to talk about. Plus, we have to talk about the greatest anime of all time. You already know why you're here because you saw the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to get to that yet. Oh, we won't get yet. to that, but we will get to that. We have a wonderful. We do have a wonderful show planned. For y'all, it's we have tremendous. some podcasts to talk about. We have some simulpubs. We have some pretty big pieces of news. Frankly, it was a big past two weeks for news. Um, and of course, our featured anime of the podcast, which is "Keep Your Hands Off Isaacen." Uh, which oh, we are going to not we we didn't shut up about the series when it was airing. We didn't shut up about the series during the, the, uh, the awards a year and shut the... about a year. The official English translation that they have English translation. I don't know why I said translation translation that's in the show is like stay away from the video club or something like that and i'm like that sounds wrong film like, club yeah it's always is, it, is the official that is technically the translation um for the uh like if you like directly translate the English, yeah i know Japanese but titles, that mm-hmm. because i literally Isaac means like video club in video club, yeah <laughs> but you know it means film club yeah, I'm pretty sure they just called the "Keep Your Hands Off Isaacan" because, like, the Japanese title, if it, like if you just directly translate it, sounds like really dumb and bad. Yeah. So, uh, which is, I've always just call it "Keep Your Hands Off the Isaacan." I've, yeah, I've I just call it Isaacan. That's I don't <laughs> I go do through the whole. Yeah, that's the thing. We just shorthand it to that. Yeah. If you say Isaacan, you know what it's talking about. You type in Isaacan on uh, the random anime generator that we use, it only brings up uh, "Keep Your Hands Off Isaacan." So yeah, it knows. Know. It knows. It, it knows exactly. That it knows what's up. Yeah. All right. So, but we do have some stuff to talk about. We do have some simulcast to talk about. We are around halfway through the season at this point. Uh, so I do. So like, stuff is pretty solidified in how I feel it about it, kind of, because some stuff has. Like, I have caught up on stuff, and uh, I have a change of opinion in one particular show, but I'll t- get to that in a second. Um, I can't wait. Is it like Chorus I, Recoil, or is it something else? Uh, it's, no. uh, the Light Chorus Recoil is still great. I love that show. show rules. Uh, it whips. I, I, Spence, I, I Spencer's I, calling me on that show. I kind of want to give it a shot when I'm, when I'm back. It is my, uh, the, it, armor-piercing rubber bullets. That's all I have yeah. to say. 
There was a show with like sleep bullets or something like that. It's from like the mid two thousands. Yeah, it's like a five it's, and a half on uh, on on MAL. Yeah. So it's this all, is this is like a masterpiece. It, it, there's a character in this who doesn't want to kill people, so she uses armor piercing rubber bullets that give the illusion that it, that she kills them because they hurt enough to give like a mist of blood, but they don't actually kill him. It's it is the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your it, life, but it's incredible. It is, it's but it's incredible. Frankly, because I, I'm honestly really tempted to check it out. I'm not a. I'm obviously okay. everyone who watches this knows that I'm not a seasonal anime guy. Mm-hmm. I, I make some exceptions, like like Isaacin. I watched that when it was airing, and I was like, "Yes, this is good." You watched but Isaacin. I just wait till it's you done watched, so I can uh, watch it. You watched Bunny Girl, and you watched um, Gridman. We don't talk about that time. I don't think I watched Gridman. It was airing. No, I don't think you did either. Oh, no, okay. Gridman, you waited until it was done. No, it was after sure. the fact. Yeah. I, watched, okay. I watched Violet Evergarden when it was airing, and I'm like, all right, this is a great show. It would probably be way more, like, better, you know, more better. I'm good with words. Um, if, you know, I completely forgot what I was doing. It'd be better if I could watch it all at once. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. I suppose that's why Netflix is now doing their thing where they drop all of Stone Ocean at the same time. Well, not all. It's like, hey, well, like, oh, like 13 episode well, wait, well, chunks. Yeah, 13 episode yeah, chunks, which chill. means... In hindsight, just... it probably... Yeah, the pacing's probably better, but I'm a stupid moron who wants stuff now, so I just watch yeah, it. The, bin, the binge you know, model has infected your brain, the streaming model. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's horrible. All right, but expensive, yeah. what do you want? Is there anything you wish to uh, see? Yes. Because um, you mentioned before that you did. Yeah, so just bef- the ones that I'm going to go off over really quickly... Um, and I'm going to save the one that I think Matt's talking about for Matt. Um, so Shadow's House is good. Uh, it's more Shadow's House. It's more mystery. I'm caught up on that. Fuck. I knew I forgot something. Dude, it's solid. It's so fucking good. Um, uh, Bushigede or, um, uh, Bakubatsu Bad Boys, I think is what it's called in English. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah. Baku wants to bad boys. Oh, um, boys. Isn't this bad. one with like it, it do they are they those samurais, right? Or am I They are they are think like seven samurai, but what if the seven samurai were all fucking criminals? Think okay, okay. Are there I got any criminals in seven. I Roman. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. No, 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 okay, okay. I got it. Akudama Drive, okay. Akudama Drive, but what if the people were the Shinsugumi? Oh, okay. That okay. That feel. That feels. So good. yeah, basically, a bunch of criminal murderer folks are impersonating the Shinsugumi, and it is done by Gino Studios. Um, and it is solid. It is a it, it is a perfect example. It is like the Dragon's Dogma of anime. It is just a. It is the most perfect seven out of ten you have ever seen. Um, so we're talking about it. the Dragon's Dogma game of anime, not the Dragon's Dogma anime. We're talking anime. about the game. We're not talking about the anime. We never talk about the anime. The anime doesn't exist. Um, All right, sounds good. Yes. So in <laughs> Teppin, in Teppin, they pulled a fucking um, Infinite Eight for one Have of the they episodes. Have from assassinating the president of Japan yet? Well, the the episode after that, episode three, involves one of the characters um, being worried that they're going to be a- a- assassinated by the Yakuza, so... Te- what is it with them in assassinations? <laughs> I don't... It's Does the Unification Church count as the Yakuza? I need to yes. know. They are... Yes. De- okay, so... Just 
Fenster knows that they got money from both the CIA and the KCIA. Uh, yep. The Yakuza is absolutely a, an anti-communist tool during the 60s and 70s used by, uh, you know, as a bulwark. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it could work. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Lycor's recoil is dope. Um, we learned some stuff about our main character that's pretty interesting. Um, Yure Deco, the new Science Saru show, is weird, but I love it. I gotta watch that. Yeah. This show is great. I'm a big it's, fan of it. I'm a big it's, fan of how off the wall it is. Like, it's, it's so it's weird. A, it's, a, it's one of those shows that I love because it's like, I'm pretty sure that it was designed from the ground up. It's like, hey, who, who cares where this story is going? Just fucking cool shit at the cool animation at the screen. Like, just go wild. wild. There are three characters named Huck, Barry, and Finn. Yeah, it's... Do you get it already? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the ones that I'm going to talk about before I hand it over to Matt, the first one I'm going to talk about is Call of the Night. Um, I am... Five episodes. I I haven't watched the the newest one. Five episodes into Call of the Night. And you might remember that last season... uh, Last season. Last episode, I called it Mid. Fine. Um, I'm coming around on it. I think I may have misplaced my anger. So I want to give a apology to Vampire Chick. Um, I forget her name. Nazana. Nazana. Uh, you weren't the issue. In fact, it was Ko. Because he's a fucking ween, and I hate him. He is a... <laughs> he, he is a weenie hut junior of a man. He's ween... He's, he's a... Ocean Man. Dude, I don't know why my Ocean dude, Man does that. Because, like, Nazana's the best character part of the Nazana's show. Nazana's the so best. Like... Okay, it goes Nazana, and then it goes the other girl, and then it goes Ko. Because Ko is a... F- it, oh, God. I can't... The whole show is about how it's okay to be horny, and that's literally the fucking thesis statement that I've got from five episodes of this show, is that it's fine to have emotions, it's okay to be horny, however... Holy shit, brother, will you fucking back your bus up and wait a second, because maybe the best way to deal with emotions is not to go, I'm going to fall in love with a vampire so I can become a vampire and not have to go to school because I'm a fucking I mean, to be f- junior. Have you seen Nazana? That, okay, regardless of, regardless of to go to school if you could be a vampire? Because regardless, vampires because, legally because don't have to pay taxes because, because, because their monetary value is influenced it, by inflation. Because, because they live not, forever, right? Because it does not matter. The whole point is you have a character who's so afraid of fucking everything, and I get it. That's his point. The whole thing is, is, he, is that is that we, you? no, no, no. Well, he reminded me. He, he reminds me of me when like years and years ago. Just fucking yeah, remind you of you before you met me. Correct. Let's put it that this way. is all right. We call that we call that pre A and post A or pre Adam and yeah. post Adam. That's how my my life oh, is oops, up. Adam. Post Adam uh, is today. Uh, pre Adam is before university. Um, but uh, it, I just find Ko to be really annoying, and I just find his character to be like, "Will you just fucking shut up?" Not, yeah, I got it. And, and shut up or nut up, dude, because you're wasting your chances. Um, so you that's Call of the Night. You do tend to feel that way again towards most of the main characters of these kinds of shows, though. So mm-hmm. it might yeah, just be it might just be this genre. It's a personal. Like- it's a personal thing. I 
I've read enough Shakespeare, and I'm a, a big enough fan of Shakespeare I to realize Shakespeare man to 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 tell people that I can't stand shows where things can be solved if the main characters either talk to each other or had an ounce of backbone because that's Co doesn't have a a single modicum of fucking drive uh, or or and he doesn't have a, a modicum of drive or a modicum of cum. He has none of I that. I bet he wants the modicum in that vampire. Oh, in fact, he, in fact, he, in fact, some might say he has only a moat of cum. Uh, Ugh, that's a oh, reference. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. Um, uh, but Call of, of the Night is fine. Cum sounds I'll, horrifying, dude. I'll, 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 I will it. probably uh, go along with it, but Shane is correct. These characters, I just... I've always disliked because it's like fucking do something. Um, and the last one I'm going to talk who about. Who is the only guy I've... from? Yeah, you go first. I was going to no. say who, the guy from. He's like your quintuplets, dude. I can't remember yeah, his name. Pretty much. Um, uh, freak man. As you Futsuki. Futsuki? Not you, Ishigami. Yeah. Not you, Ishigami. Yes. Ishigami. Uh, but <laughs> the last one I'm going to talk about. Only I've seen Matt Shane. You got to watch it. It's Futo Tantai. It's Futo Pi. It's the fucking Common Rider oh, show. The Common Rider show. Okay. Yo, really? I, can, I this... can talk about this because literally I saw that clip on Twitter of the transformation sequence and I was losing my shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, a little backstory that some people might have picked up by now if you've been a longtime listener. I'm a big Toku fan. I've seen almost every single season of Common Rider from the fucking beginning to recently. I love Common Rider. Super Sentai, I pick and choose. Common Rider is my fucking jam. Okay? So, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, it's Common Rider W, which is considered to be basically the end of one era into an, a new era of Common Rider. Um, Common Rider W, by the way, is awesome. But, I'm like, it's a spinoff. Okay, how... How approachable is Futo P.I.? How approachable is it? And I, so I, I, I watched the first episode and I'm like, very approachable. You only need to know about three things to get into this show. And it's three things that I can explain really simply. And so the first thing is that the city of Futo is, um, yeah, I actually put this down in our side chat. So you can go 100% blind in it. So the first thing is that the writer of W, writers, common writers, the writers of W is actually two people. And um, they transform well, into yeah, one... Some Pacific Rim. Yeah, they tr but they, they, they transform into one writer. So they transform... So basically, two people become one toku hero, okay? So they're doing, um, like, the fusion dance, right? Pretty Dragon much, Ball yeah. Z, I assume? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. They basically henshin um, fusion dance. Uh, two, there are things in uh, this world that this are world that I will never truly understand. <laughs> understand. We need answers. Uh, uh, go, sorry. I've talked too much already. There are things called Gaia memories that are basically USB sticks that give you magic powers that are sold to the less than legitimate people who, uh, when they use them and gain these powers, they become called, things called dopants. Those are the main kaiju of uh, W, okay? And then three is a spoiler. I won't get into that. But the most the, the the third part I can talk about is Futo is a city that is powered by the wind, and basically 
people can tell if bad times or good times are coming by literally walking outside and feeling a bad wind or a good wind. Okay. What what, what constitutes a bad wind? Oh, they know. Methane content. (laughs) Okay. I was gonna a bad wind. Fuck. Uh, I was gonna say like fucking like a bad is 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 a bad wind basically this universe's version of just like oh there's evil in the air or whatever the fuck yeah pretty much like that. So it's just like oh this this bad air and then this fucking like bad air. Um. Okay. So this show it looks awesome. It's fucking dope to look at. Animated like a dream. Um, the they have the voice actors, but the thing that the tweet that Shane talked about is that they use the original music, sound effects, and like vo- and like henshin, like transformation of Common Rider W. So it's a big. I, I love it. You can go in blind. Um, you might lose a couple of things just because obviously you haven't seen Commander W. But I can firmly state that you can go into the show and be relatively understanding. It's kind of like a side story. Yeah. So literally, literally, all I know of the show is the clip I saw on Twitter. But that clip was fucking insane. Like, yeah, it's it's dope. The show the, rules. The animation and I, was wild, and that transformation might be one of the raddest things I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Turns out mm. Shane would probably fuck with Toku because well, it's literally just I live would. action yeah, shonen she, anime. It's that's literally what it is. Toku also, is fucking live action um, bullshit. I love it. Also, um mm-hmm. that pink hair girl. Oh yeah, yeah, she's great. So I'm I'm gonna post something in podcast. Uh, that she that's pretty it? much how I feel. Oh boy, you gotta show me the girl though. Spencer, can you, you get do. on that? Yeah, I'll get on that. <laughs> Spencer, girl, I I'm, I must verify this. You must verify um, if the if the girl is worthy of uh, if she has the sauce. Good, if she's let nice me with it. let me find a good picture of her. Is at, um uh, will will it? Turn me into a Tex Avery cartoon. Yes, <laughs> most likely. You'll go. I'm not doing that. Your heart will pop out your chest. Your, your jaw will literally hit the floor, and then you'll have to crank it back up. That's a. Fine... It'll be like the North when, when you see a. Well, <laughs> when, you, when you saw Anya uh, Taylor Joy. Yeah, just I was like, boing, <laughs> like my eyes went out of my head. I had to pick him off the floor. <laughs> there you go. That's her. And there she is. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Yep. I got it. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, yeah. See, I, above yeah. Gif, see above GIF for my opinions on that. <laughs> well, she also looks like an adult, so it's not weird. Oh, she's 100% an adult. Also, she is not from okay. Common Raider W, so you're fine. To... I would imagine that she's like a new character. It seems she's like. a new character for the show. Yeah. But, Matt, do you want to talk about Engage Kiss? I do want to talk about Engage Kiss because if you were on the pod, if you listened to the podcast from a couple weeks, from like a couple podcasts ago, you would have known that I declared Engage Kiss as bad. Um, yeah. Um, right, my opinion, I, okay, I don't think, I think, is it still bad? Probably. Probably. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but it has now, it is now done the horse, the horseshoe theory is real because it is now gone from just like simply bad to now like unironic enjoyment. 
Yeah. Um, it is. Is that is that the one where it's no? It's not the the uh, the my ex is now my stepsister one. That's no, I no, can't, no. Uh, none of us are watching that bullshit. Uh, no, this the is the one where like there's a demon girl. There's like demons in a city, and this guy is oh, like, yo, it's that one. Okay, and the, and the guy it. like gets yeah. his gets like his powers from hot makeout sessions. Well, she gets her powers from hot makeout. Well, she gets her powers from hot makeout sessions from this I guy. I remember this one. But the whole, but part of the, go? but part of like the reason, the part part of what makes it kind of fun is the fact that his ex is on like the demon hunting force that he also has to be around. So they have to do the, the that makeout session has to happen in front of his ex. Yeah, um, it's very funny. So, so uh, but so very like strange, like reverse cuckold thing going on there. I'm not sure what's happening. What's interesting? I saw a tweet from I saw a tweet from um, uh, I forget it. She works at as she's one of the A and N writers, but I completely agree with her on this. Is that every episode of Engage Kiss is like five minutes? It's like like five to eight minutes of just kind of like nothing burger where it's like kind of like nothing's happening but so like you're indifferent and then it's like five minutes of just like the best action you've ever seen in a show and five it's... minutes of actually shockingly engaging love triangle dynamics yeah um, it's, it, it's the weirdest thing because it is not... so bizarre i'm kind it's... of into it even though i know it's probably not good definitely like it's gone to the point where it also kind of hasn't braced its it, it it has embraced its like trashiness. It is trashy and it knows it's trashy. Yeah, uh, which is the best kind of show. But it's uh, a it's a different kind of knowing you're trashy. Like 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 Killing Bites is a good example of knowing that you're trashy it, it, and leaning one way. Killing Bites if it if Killing Bites had like god tier animation because the sakuga in this is nuts. Like Bro, it looks incredible. They're fighting the fucking D hazards, which is what which are by the way are, are what the demons are called. Um. <laughs> It's like some of the best animation I've I've seen in a while. It's fuck. It's so good. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it, but the it's show nuts. itself, the show itself, it went from like whatever to like a straight up erotic thriller. <laughs> yes, it's so it's, fucking it's weird. So weird. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's good. It's probably not. I think it's got a lot of. It's it's still got a lot of weird writing thing of like writing issues. And the mm -hmm. and also the world and also like for a show about demons that are invading this like city out like this fucking like man made city out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, it's a shock. It's uh, probably actually not shockingly, probably unsurprisingly poorly defined in terms of its world building. Also, um, question, Matt, but, how far are you? By the way, are, I'm like are you I'm caught, caught up. up. I'm okay, caught up. there's a fucking nun. What? There's a nun yeah. that wants to fucking murder all the demons, and I she mean, knows Shu. Yeah, what? is she nice with it? Yes, I okay, met a lot see. of the girls. The central, in this the central component to to, uh, to every anime nun. This is mainly a fire force related phenomenon that I've noticed first, but it kind of applies to all of them. Anime nuns, they all they're nice with, nice with it. They're very pretty strange nice uh, phenomenon. I don't know why. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, like. If they're nice with it, I don't mind. Like it's a, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> I, I would say, uh, but uh, but it's, uh, but yeah, engage kids is fucking. It's like fucking weird because I shouldn't be like real. I I like I sh like I, sh I, I I I I would hate this show under any circumstance. I think if this show was like war 
animated Damn. worse, I would not like this. I think it would be bad. Um, but it's animated so well that I can't. And like, it's so in tune with its trashiness, I can't help but like, kind of, like really enjoy it. Shane, I Shane. I've been recommending Shane to watch it because I know Shane There's likes the... Killing Bites quite a bit, and I know so that yeah, none... if, if you like Killing Bites, you'd like this. This is like the same kind of trashy. Well, and shit. one second, let me get the last one. Da, 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 da. And that I'm not is that demon... interested in this show, man. That's the Demon Girl. Those are our three main love characters. Demon Girl looks mid. Real ex girlfriend, Demon Girl. Demon Girl looks mid. <laughs> Demon Girl is also a demon. I'm a bull. So. Listen, what, what was the thing that Jordan Peterson said? I can't remember it off the top of my head. Let's see who's cancels who, woke moralists. Let's see, let's there, see who cancels it. who, woke moralists. Oh, my favorite. Ah, yes. I'm a uh, <laughs> not unhinged at all. Very normal nope, behavior. Very normal behavior. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, sh- uh, I don't know if Shane watched it. I, d- I don't know if Shane watched anything. Um, <laughs> no. Or is he just waiting until the end of the season to binge watch everything in a hurry? Um, which is a possibility. Are you doing that? <laughs> Pretty much at this point. Sounds good. Alright, I was gonna say, because like, cause, uh, I, I was gonna say, because you you've been doing this a lot recently, so uh, a little concerned there. But uh, I just don't watch anime anymore, dude. Mm-hmm. He's on the in Yakuza in grind in perpetuity now. I know you don't watch uh, seasonal anime, so. He's graduated into, like, uh, fucking, what, I can't think of what it's called. He's, He's graduated into not needing to watch anime. He just, he just, he, he just, uh, he just thinks it. He just, like, as he just, like, fucking He envisions it. it in his head, and it comes fully sprung to him. I have become <laughs> anime. He has become anime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, let's and and uh, but yeah, uh, we can now move on uh, to Simul Pubs. Uh, uh, if people have stuff to talk about with that, which I because I know people do. Uh, we'll start with Chainsaw Man because that's the one thing we everyone here has read. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, no, Chainsaw. Looking for the man. The man's We're still, still for him. Yeah, Denji is still MIA. Um, he is not here. Also, this is a very, um, very interesting character. I like her a lot. She's she's like a kind of Kobani character, but she has like you know the evil side within her. Kind Where's Kobani, huh? It's, well, she's like a adult, so she's not going to be in the school. So what if uh, what if also, what if what if she's the new protagonist? What if they just switch protagonists for no reason? I mean, I, I, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm, I'm in the tank for Moko Benny. She's she's great. I love her. Fuji, uh, yeah, Fujimoto is kind of a uh, insane person, so literally an insane man. <laughs> man tries to fucking levitate. So once again, it, honestly, you I think it would I... understand what it takes to be a real artist like Fujimoto. If you have to try to levitate to acquire like artistic skill, then you got to do what you got to do. You know. Asuki Fujimoto is a madman. Let's let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. Chain- Chainsaw Man is predictably good as usual. Like it's not. I have... Missed a week last week, so the we're recording this on the Sunday. Um, yeah. We'll be talking about, or they'll be talking about two back to back episodes or chapters on next podcast. 
We'll see if I'm there because uh, I don't have any control over it, and I'm in the very luxurious position to be like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch this if the anime that we're not today, bad. not today, is trash. <laughs> yeah, not trash. today, humans. Stay away from me. Uh, I don't want to. Okay, Adam. Yes. Do you care about my hero spoilers? Yeah, because oh, I was going to say not. that's the Boy. this is the big one. This is the I don't big give a shit anymore. You do not get, okay, 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 got it. So Bakugo is dead. fucking dead. Bakugo's what? dead. That's tiny. Yeah. They killed him off. I fucking... respect that so much. He <laughs> iced himself. He but literally yeah, killed. I... He used. He blew up his heart, bro. He has literally no heart. Blew well, listen. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices for the good of good. And I guess in this story, it's about time the damn thing had actual stakes. Like who died? Like who who actually died? Uh, Midnight is dead. Um, yeah, but like a Mi- Midnight's grade, dead. Right? I know twice died. Twice died. Twice is dead. Yep. Uh, there was fucking. There was obviously Night Eye long before all that. Yeah, um, and that. And, it's, and there's a there's some implications in the. Uh, who else died? I'm pretty. Oh yeah, Stars and Stripes got fucking nerfed. Yep. murked. Um. Fucking she murked herself. Mirko yeah. got Mirko nearly murked twice. Yeah. Um, yep, Bunny Girl almost got it twice. Um, um, too powerful though. Hawks yeah, almost got it. Um, G- we thought Jira was gonna bite it at one point, but she yep. only got her ear fucking destroyed. She's lost an ear. Her ear is fucking gone. Um, Endeavor got. Uh, Endeavor got fucked, bro. <laughs> Endeavor got riggy wrecked, dude. Um. Todoroki's still alive, but he's like burned half to like he kind of burned himself because he went supernova kind of ish. Yeah. Yep. Um, but he's still alive. Uh, now at this point, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I win. So, so, so all we need is Deku to come in, uh, use his all for one power or one for I all. I just powers. realized. Okay. Oh, okay. Shane. How mad would you be is if, because De- Bakugo blew up his fucking heart, if they pull the fucking Heroes Rising shit again. I knew that's where you're going, and I and that- fucking hate it. <laughs> like, cause, like, cause, I would be so upset. I would be genuinely I think angry. Because it's the end of the manga, I think they would actually follow through on, on it this time. But how? Ugh. It doesn't give you a fucking extra I was gonna say... I don't know, and also like I, I okay, one Horikoshi is kind of a is is kind of a crazy man for fucking knowing that there's a jump break this week for like no chapters and for dropping any that manga. chapter and dropping that chapter yeah. and it's like yep, see you in two weeks, fuckos. See ya, fuckos. <laughs> uh, no, no. All, all from the same movie. All we need are those two kids, and the one kid that can do has like the super healing. I'm scared they're gonna bring in Aerie to redo a lot of shit, which they already, already done. We did fucking. It's just, it's just a at this point. I don't know. We, I don't know if Aerie could like bring back human life, though. We did. No. powers are not defined. I don't think they can. I don't think Aerie, they can. She wasn't able to bring back Night Eyes, so I don't. I'm pretty sure Aerie was also specifically stated that she works on a person's quirk factor, not their actual. Like human lifespan. No, she just rewinds time, bro. I'm pretty sure. Also, time to to be fair, she didn't re she didn't revive Night Eye because she had already used her quirk oh, yeah, on Deku. Oh yeah, true. She already used her quirk on Deku because Deku was like just fucking killing himself. And they had and they had to wait like two years in real time. 
before she could heal Mirio. No, uh, it was like six months, bro. Well, I meant two years for us. I was going to uh, say, I, I thought you meant two years in universe. I'm like, if it was two years in universe, I'd actually be, that would, I'd actually buy that a lot more. That makes a lot more sense to me. And uh, she just. Also, she, I love how they bring back Mirio's powers. And what has he done? He since does they nothing. Back Literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, but fucking Sun Eater, though. Sun Eater didn't do shit against fucking. But he's cool. He is he, cool. He didn't do shit against he, fucking he uh, Shigaraki, though. Oh, it's it's almost like Horikoshi's gonna walk in, and, and the Deku's gonna gonna. I don't even know if Deku, Deku can beat Shigaraki yeah. at this point. Actually, no, yeah, legit. no. But but do you know what Deku is and has always been through this the, entire a protagonist? Uh, not just a protagonist. Deku has been the U.S. in World War One. <laughs> that okay. <doesn't> make sense. <laughs> Deku has came in at the very end when everybody has worked very hard to fight off the Germans, fucking smacked him in the back of the head, and then said, This was all me! <laughs> I mean, technically, half the time it is all if you saw that him against all Overhaul, him. that was all him. Like, he did. It was all him. Yeah, overall was him. Overhaul but, uh, was his uh, Ardennes. Exactly. But, it was. It, but fucking, like, I, even, I don't even know if Deku can beat uh, Shigaraki at this point. Shigaraki! has officially gone into the the villain is now so powerful level that I have a, that I actually have legit no idea how they're going to how Horikoshi is going to have them beat him frankly he's not, he is Aizen levels of busted right now he is Aizen levels of how the fuck do you beat this guy it would be really gun, funny dude. if like if like exactly if I'm like Man gets like pinked by a fucking. He's gonna get like to something. He's gonna kill himself. What? He's gonna get talked into like killing himself because he's a hundred percent. He's gonna be like Deku's gonna be like. Remember your grandfather or your mother or whatever the fuck her name was. Remember that. Blah, blah, blah. Overhaul. I mean overhaul. Um. He's gonna get talked into killing himself might. because the real villain of the piece is also one who, who manipulated fucking Shigaraki. That's and Shigaraki's the deal. gonna be like, man, I guess this really was my hero academia. <laughs> and this was my hero academia. <laughs> and then he punches him into the sun. He punches. And the then sun. he uses the. <laughs> then he uses the power of friendship to fucking slice him in half. And it's says, just gonna this be is our fucking... Xenoblade Chronicles. It's just gonna what be the fucking just a really big gun. No, dude, it's just gonna be the ending of Soul Eater. <laughs> just use does it? Why? Yeah, that's why. You know what? What's what's that guy's name? The fucking cowboy hero. What's his name? The sniper guy. The sniper. Oh, yes. Why don't they just yes. get him? His quirk Snipe. is that he just aims really. Yes, snipe. He has guns. Just use him. That's it. That just, hey, bro, just, what's your quirk? My quirk is a, a 50 Why didn't they just guy. send him after Shigaraki in the first place? Man, and fucking Glock him, bro. Man, man's quirk literally allows him to, to do the magic bullet that assassinated JFK. Like, <laughs> he's kind he's, of. He's the guy he's, from Wong. He's, he's, he's like the guy I from Wong. Exactly. Uh, okay. uh, but yeah, so Bakugo is super dead. And you know rip, what that means? It's, it's Rhodey's time to shine. It was actually, I will say this, Horikoshi did a fantastic, if that is legit his death, it's a, actually a yeah. really good way to go. Solid death. I really like, it's a solid death because it's also like real, it's a genuinely powerful moment. Bakugo is one of my favorite characters in the series. Mm -hmm. And, and I, the fact that 
if this is if this is actually how he goes, I'm still skeptical on whether or not he's actually dead. But uh, if this is actually how he dies, uh, it's a great way well, to go out because he dies pretty much doing what he's been wanting to do since he was a kid. He gets re- he literally dies as a hero, as like the uh-huh. like, and I think that is. Uh, uh, and it's such a it's the final image of him like if him lying there with the picture of all might right next to him is just a great yeah. fucking final yeah image. it's a great last shot great That's final panel Horikoshi really knows how to end chapters and he always has and this is just one of his best in a while it's really great it's fantastic across the board you know what else is fantastic across the board one piece one piece um, I'm One piece. Really good this week, guys. Really good this week. Oh, oh it was, really it good was crazy week. good. Adam, this, Adam, it was crazy I don't good. think you understand. Right. One piece is crazy good every week. I know. I'm just, I'm just making sure. Just making also, sure. So the both of both you and uh, Shane better get ready for me to come back here and ask what the fuck you're talking about. Um. Okay. Yeah. Because um, Buggy pulled a Uno reverse card. <laughs> Literally, on Uno the world. reverse these bitches. So. <laughs> Yeah, Wait. Buggy the Clown, who has somehow failed his way upwards in the world of One Piece. Um, sure. He is like, now an just... emperor, which is hilarious. Um, but <laughs> in, in any... Ferdinand he the he created his own organization. I think it like, was a cross guard. I think Guild, his name was called. Uh, cr- Guild I'm Cross gonna, or something like I'm that. I'm going to look it up and you can... It's talk. cross... It's Guild something. It's a Guild something or cross something. But whatever. He formed a new organization... Um, with like Crocodile and the rest of his crew, it is it is um, the Cross Guild. Yeah, the Cross Guild with like Crocodile, Crocodile and a bunch and of other Mihawk and a bunch of former warlords. And former now warlords. And now he's literally putting out bounties on Marines. He's, he's putting like, out bounties on the Marines, it's and it's so wild. <laughs> he's putting out bounties on the Marines, and Crocodile is basically leading the charge pretty much like it always seems like that crocodile it seems like that buggy though is actually like talking like both crocodile reports to buggy and buggy reports to somebody else whoever that is it's like buggy's the one in it's buggy's the one quote-unquote in charge and then crocodile's like the main enforcer he rallies the troops and then mihawk's like the mercenary where he goes out and does hits Mm-hmm. And but Buggy respond. My question is, Shane, who do you think Buggy responds to? Because Buggy is clearly when he was on the 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 the, the Mushi with that guy with somebody we don't know who. Um, who do you think he responds to? That's the question. <sighs> who is pulling Ooh. the strings? Who do you think it's the guy? Do you think it's the empty throne guy? You know, part of me wanted to say that, and then part of me was like, hmm, not sure. But it could very well be. So we it, still it haven't could, gotten could... anything on that guy since Reverie. So. A guy. Uh, we also know that Boa Hancock, that uh, fucking Amazon Lily got absolutely annihilated. Um, and Hancock's uh, out for revenge. Yeah, Hancock is 100% going to join up with, like, the. she's either going to join up with, uh, like, Cross Guild, uh, or she's just going to, she's going to find Luffy. Which is the likely scenario likely, is yeah. the latter. Uh, she's gonna join oh, no, up my with boyfriend. Luffy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, Hancock. Um, but uh, and then the other thing I noticed uh from the, uh fucking from that chapter uh is that fucking it's interesting that Crocodile is back 
Um, at the same time that the Pluton gets revealed. Yep. And at the same time... Awfully convenient, huh? And at the same time that King Cobra, quote-unquote, gets assassinated. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that Crocodile killed Cobra? And then, uh, put the blame on Sabo? Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that's what they did? It's really likely. Which means that Buggy would technically be responsible. Maybe Buggy ordered the head. I don't know. Possibly, unless we I don't mean, we like, don't know how long Cross Guild has been. Buggy the clown's thing. got shooters. I can't believe this. Buggy okay. the clown, he literally failed his way upwards, bro. He's, he's the best. You say one of the he, best characters in One Piece. Unironically, I love this he's, man. He's literally the kid in school who would always fall up the stairs on their way back in from recess, and yet somehow never got hurt from it. They never got hurt. The man failed his way upward. The only reason he was a fucking warlord in the first place was because he showed up to Marineford. He was at Impel Down and managed to escape with Luffy by chance at Impel Down and was at Marineford and just happened to be one of the survivors. And so he was deemed a warlord because a bunch of people followed him out of Impel Down. Um... And then, so, and because he was deemed a warlord, everyone was like, oh shit, is Bucky actually this powerful? So they just joined him without any regard to what he actually was. And now he has this massive fucking Massive army, and then he became an emperor because the other two got fucked because both Kaido and Big Bomb are at the center of the fucking earth. (laughs) So... (laughs) Buggy is like one of the only pirates left that is powerful enough and big enough to have an emperor status. So okay, the guy so... just failed upward. He just failed upward. He just here's how most like reactionary dictators come to power. They get put in jail for like the stupidest crime you could possibly imagine. They break out of jail. They have like 10,000 of the stupidest people in the world be like, yo, this guy's fucking tight. He broke out of jail. They do a coup and then they're in charge. And then they that's, get, you know. That's literally how it happened. <laughs> they get, well, he is. It's it great. happened. <laughs> it's literally everyone's air, like either side with the Axis powers or they get CIA funding. And what's funny about Blue, uh, fucking he didn't even Buggy didn't even break out of okay he broke out of prison but it, he didn't even do anything. No. He literally followed Luffy literally, and Crocodile literally, out. Literally, fucking that's Luffy what happened. Did, Luffy did all the work and he was, it was just Luffy like, and Croc, Croc and technically as well. Croc but. and Luffy and also Jinbei. Mm-hmm. And then, then literally Buggy just followed them out the door and was like, yes, I am free. And, Luke, and somehow got the most followers because he was one of the only people who, who like, stayed around Marine Ford after it got fucked. So, like, that's... <laughs> I love Buggy so much. And I'm so... I... Do you think that you don't do that? Do you think at this rate that Buggy's gonna be the one to find the One Piece by complete accident? Yes, he's gonna he's stumble. He's literally Buggy gonna stumble I into the it. One Piece. He's gonna he's he's gonna cl- cl- mind the pun. He's going to clown his way to Raftel. What is literally is the One Piece? Buggy T clown. <laughs> Buggy is going to be a f- Buggy is is since I've I've started watching this the biggest chuckle fuck in the entire series and i kind of applaud him for it i am so he's happy great. For his i success. love buggy. like 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 i've always liked buggy he's always been fucking like the joker but interesting um and the joker would be interesting if everybody and their mother hasn't written fucking buzzfeed articles about you know the joke this is the true joker you know the joker's real superpower is that he's too sane 
It's like, real, shut the fuck the up. The real Joker is capitalism. Exactly. Shut the fuck real up. Real Joker is a 40-hour work week. Yeah, uh, but I just need Matt and Shane to uh, re-explain what they meant by Buggy plays the ultimate Uno reverse card. Uh, he literally, he put out hits, he put out bounties on the Marines. Oh my, you, you could do that? Uh, he built, can, he formed his own organization with Crocodile and Mihawk, and now his and is the guy in charge, by the way, um, and put out bounties None on the Marines. None of words mean anything to me, but they're highly captivating. Uh, crocodile is a Sandman. I don't want to know. And, I don't want to know. Okay, it, it, it'll just make it more complicated Bible, to explain who these people are. I don't want to know any of them. <laughs> okay. Do not give me context. No context, okay. got it. There are no blind spots on a cube. A man turns sure, into man. a triceratops who's also a helicopter. Let's fucking go. There is a there is a 1920s mobster who turns into a castle that houses his own soldiers, and they are also tiny mobsters. Correct. And and he also gets married to a big woman. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. And finally, they, they are the best couple in One Piece because they are the only ones that do not have any drama at all. They are leg legitimately the happiest couple in One Piece, and I'm very, very, very happy for them. And finally, yes. a man monologues at a meteor before cutting it in half. That is true. That Zoro monologues before. Dude, fucking um, oh god, it's like six oceans and ten mountains make one Earth. Oh yeah. my god. You keep talking, okay. I'm gonna have to pull that up. Okay, but like, honestly, but yeah, no, like, One Piece is on break this week. Uh, sh the spoilers did, the spoilers for next week's chapter came early. I don't know, Shane, if you've... Oh, uh, I didn't know they that. were out already. They are. Um, I haven't seen all of them, but I did read the big one, and it is going to piss some people off, so... Oh, I can't uh, fucking wait, that means it's gonna be Kino. Uh, no, uh, it, it, it is the one time in one piece where I'm like, I'm a little pissed as well. Because uh, uh, it is not, it is one of those things, we got debated about Yamato, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, um, fuck. Uh, and the straw hats and shit, so we got debated. Uh, and I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I am I've very, never, I am I've most... never felt more deflated. Yeah, I, I, all I have to say is that it is going to be very funny seeing the people who um, uh, got tattoos of Yamato with the straw hats uh, immediately regret their life choices. Yikes. Um, <laughs> immediately regret getting tattoos of that already. Okay, um, uh, so Adam, to set the stage, a meteor is plummeting towards an island. A man with two swords and one sword in his mouth says, and I quote, the nine mountains in eight seas constitute one world. A thousand of them form a small chiliocosm. And when I gather and cube that chiliocosm, there's nothing I can't cut. Three sword secret technique. The uh, billion fold world. And, and then he cuts the meteor in half. I bet I could kill this guy with a handgun. <laughs> he, has, he has been shot before, I will say. He has he been, been shot, shot but Okay, uh, Zoro... Zoro's real devil fruit power is that he has lost, I'm pretty sure, like a seed's worth, like a fucking Pacific Ocean's worth of amount of blood and still lived. Uh, well, man cannot lose like blood. That's because when the blood tries to find its way back, it gets lost. No, that's because nothing happened. 
Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing happened. happened. I can't wait till Spencer gets to that moment because that's like the one of the best moments in like the entire series. It's so. Was great. that in? It's in uh, at the end of Thriller Bark. Bark. End of Thriller Bark. Okay. He still yeah, got like a hundred yeah. plus episodes, dude. Yeah, I got a hundred plus episodes. You got a lot. I'm 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 keeping on, keeping on, keeping on. But yeah, um. I think we're done with Cyberpunk. I have nothing else to talk about. Uh, so because we got to move on to news because it's for like an hour already. We have like two thirds of an episode to go. This is going to be a three and a half hour episode. I'm telling you, man. I did. We're not going to hit PB this time. It's not going to happen. No, we're going to be fine. We we'll be fine. Last week, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk. So let's talk about uh, Kaiju Number Eight. Um. Uh. Because that. Uh, that we've had a lot of rumors about an anime coming from that. And we got I a confirmation of it. I was here before it was popular. Yeah, uh, and it is officially happening. Uh, the official Twitter account for Naya Natsumoto's Kaiju number 8 manga announced on Friday that the series is getting an anime adaptation. Toho Animation streamed an announcement video. Uh, Matsumoto launched the... Sales were kind of out of control, so... Matsumoto launched the manga in July of 2020 on Suez's Sonin Jump Plus website. The first print volume shipped on December 4th, 2010, and the volume has had since two more printings due to popular demand. It's the only Shonen Jump Plus manga to have such printings. Um, Not uh, even Spy... Well, Spy Family got popular after... got really popular after the anime started. Oh, I thought the manga was, like, huge, though. No, the manga was was popping off already. The manga was popping off, but like I, that def- it was popping off. But Spy Family definitely was more on the side of uh, uh, was definitely like it was popular, but like Kaiju Number Eight was like breaking records, kind of popular compared to yeah. Spy Family. Spy Family, oh. o- Spy Family also blew up, I think, because it it, it was one of those anime that got like a re- the, the anime ad that changed really like just the qual the quality was just it got the Demon Slayer bump pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, it was beating. It's the it's the first Jump series to beat One Piece in TV ratings since One Piece started airing back in 1999. So, oh my god, One Piece has been like on the air for it, oh, and it's still time. going. My entire life it's still going. It's been over <laughs> like 25 years. I am. The show, the manga started in '97, bro. Oh, it's as old as I am, dude. Your entire yeah. life. <laughs> I can't imagine doing something for 25 years. Yeah, Oda has years. said that he, after One Piece, he is like never touching a manga ever, manga ever again. He's just oh, he deserves it, man. He's for made time. so much money; he doesn't need it. I'm just, so gonna, like, I'm just gonna disappear. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna vanish, and I'm gonna show up in like five years on an island in the Bahamas <laughs> with a fucking drink with like little umbrella in it. You're gonna show up at the end of like Dark Knight Rises. Like I'm gonna see you in like Venice. You're gonna do with like a hot babe. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna be like. Yeah, brother. I forgot yeah, I that that was the ending of the Dark Knight Rises. Fuck. I forgot Dude, that that was the ending. I actually like Dark Knight Rises though, so that's not a problem. I um, like the Dark Knight Rises as Bane. Everything else is mid. Bane's Tom Hardy's Bane is Bane. No, no, Bane is peak. Um, Bane. You don't peak. get much better than that. Um, but uh, but yeah. So, so the big question though from Kaiju Number Eight is one. Actually, there's two questions. One. When is this coming out? Um, the answer is not anytime soon because this just got announced. Um, and second thing is who's doing it. Um, uh, it is Toho doing now Toho animation seems to be in charge. Like Toho seems to be the producer on it, which makes me think it's not Mappa and it's not IG. It's not, um, it's not, uh, wit. It's not any of those. Uh, cause they're owned by different. So I can understand it. Oh, it's, it's, 
it's quite possible because it's Toho. I have a sneaking suspicion. I think this is probably going to Bones. I think this is probably going to them. It seems they very likely. They are. I understand. Uh, the uh, My Hero Academia from an Alchemist. Those guys. Yes. Infinity. Infinity is Bones. They Bones made Psycho. Bones. Ooh. Wait, no. They made Skate the Infinity. Yeah, they yeah, skate the infinity. Yeah, uh, bones and we call the this bones is famous in the industry for having what we call infinite money because they're infinite one of the more money. well fund the one of the more well funded anime studios. That's not UFO uh, UFO table. Um, well, well, UFO table isn't really well funded. Also, they don't pay taxes. So, so yeah, also it's bones like pays their taxes. Bones also pays their taxes and has like four animation separate animation studios. Yeah, so, like they are bones they're pretty massive. big. Uh, they're pretty massive, and they have a lot of funds. So, I think, I think honestly, I think Kaiju Number Eight being sent to Bones is probably jump prepping for the inevitable end of My Hero within the next couple of years, because My Hero is wrapping up in the manga. So, which means that they're not gonna, the anime is probably gonna be wrapping up as well. And Bone and Bones is a big money maker, and Bones has done did very, uh, did very good, very well with uh, My Hero. My Hero has been very successful under them. So, I would imagine like. Huh, what's the next best thing we can give them? Let's give them fucking Kaiju number eight, which is kind of in the same vein, I guess. Um, it's more relatable because the protagonist is like a child. It's like a 30 year old dude who's like, man, wish my life was different. And then he becomes a monster, Kaiju man. <laughs> then yeah, he becomes Kaiju. He incredibly cool. Well, I mean, I mean if, I, if I could become a Kaiju, that'd be rad as shit, just saying. Like that if, would be if I could henshin, that would be the coolest thing in the world, dude. That would literally be like, yo, my life is the best, bro. <laughs> like, I, try, I, is... I try to do a Hadouken every time before I go to bed. We'll get to that. Fucking hell. I do a Hadouken every night before bed. She's just like me for real. For real. Um but uh but yeah, Kaiju number eight's getting an anime, and I'm very excited. Uh, we know nothing about this other than it's basically happening. So, uh, get, uh, so we won't hear about this for another year. Um, uh, speaking of stuff that is coming out, uh, speaking of Bones, by the way, uh, we do know that what their first anime for next year will be, which is Spencer and Shane's favorite show is coming back, and that's Bungo, Bungo Stray Dogs. baby! Dude, I'm so fucking excited. I'm the so The Bungo excited. Stray Dogs featuring Masahiko Minami and Chiaki Kurakane panel at Crunchyroll Expo debuted the first promotional video and an international visual for the fourth Bungo Stray Dogs anime season on Friday. The video reveals the season will premiere next January in 2023, which will make it a winter 2023 production. The production team also announced more cast members and returning staff members. What we do know is that the... You know, is that the main that the people returning for the staff are director Takuya Iragashi, scriptwriter and supervisor Yoji Inikido, as well as chief animation director and character designer Nobuhiro Arai. So pretty much, it's the same team as the past three seasons. Nothing has changed. It's the Bungo team. Yep. That being said, they did say that there's going to be a couple of new people involved, particularly that this will be the first season of Bungo with major CG animation, apparently. Uh, for yeah, some, they're gonna need it. They're gonna need it uh, for some sequences. They did not specify what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not know, and I have not seen season three of Bungo and have not read Bungo the manga, so I like literally have zero context for this. <laughs> uh, okay, so how how do we put this? Um, how do we describe so, Bungo? Oh wait, Adam did did you ask what is Bungo? No, I asked. I said that Spencer's making noises like he knows up what's up. 
Well, I do. Because are they going to need CG for some shit? Is the question. Yes, yes they are. Um, yes. Uh, um, okay, so. I said when you announced it, I said hunting dogs. Okay. Think of the hunting dogs as, like, government anti-terrorism, but super-powered. And there's some fucking plot twists with some characters that will blow Shane's mind. Oh, fun. Can't, can't because fucking both wait. Of you, actually, both of you have met this character before. Is it Dostoevsky? No, I it's not Dostoevsky. It, it I not- hope it's him. I hope it's him because, he was, because I've seen him once. It was in the Dead Apple movie, and I thought he was rad as shit, and I want to know more. So, so. Dostoevsky is the big villain, um, but it's not Dostoevsky. It is a character from the first season that you see. Why do I got to hate on a man, Fedor? What did he do wrong? No, well, okay, so Dostoevsky is part of a group called House, uh, Rats in the House of the Dead. Um, no, he's and, not. He's a, yes, he is. He's an author. Um, he's been all the main characters in this are named at the, there's I, a char- well, the villain of season two is named F. Scott Fitzgerald, so don't worry about he it. He is a real-life villain. <laughs> yeah, no, no, his dude. power is literally, yeah, he just spends money. To the great his, his, his power is the Great Gatsby, he spends money. He just spends yeah. money to get more powerful. No, just straight up, his power is the more money that he spends, the more powerful he, like, the more his strength and That's stuff. That's not really the up. Great Gatsby's power. The Great Gatsby's power is the more money he spends, the more he earns. The and Great Gatsby's power is that the more money he spends, the more he looks like a Boz Lerman movie. Um, True. <laughs> um, yeah. There's also a the Lovecraft shows up in the first season. Uh, Tom Sawyer. No, I mean, sorry, not Tom Sawyer. Uh, well, Tom Sawyer is the name of, of the power. Um, Mark Twain. Mississippi Man. Thank you, Mark Twain. Uh, but Allen no, Poe. Edgar Allan Poe shows up. He 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 battles with Edegawa Rampo, who was a Japanese mystery writer who uh, took who uh, his pen name was that because Edegawa Rampo is the ja- like kind of. Americanized way that a Japanese person would say Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, that's fast. That's why. So Edgar, Edgar, Ron Poe. So that's why his his name is is Edgawa. Um, but like having a pen name like I don't know John Doe, whatever the Japanese equivalent is. That sounds really smart. But it's it's. His books I just really like that guy Alan Poe, I guess. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, actually, he was a massive fan. That's why he started writing. Um, but I'm a big fan of Bungo. You guys are not ready. Um, I hope that it's better than the third season, which Me wasn't bad. But, it op- but The third season wasn't bad. It wasn't just it opened- all set up? Yeah. A cu- not like, okay. Season three was weird because the first half was another flashback, which wasn't nearly as good as the Oda flashback because it didn't mean anything for the rest of the season. And then and it was also non-canon. And it was also non-canon. And then three slice of life comedy episodes. They yeah. didn't start the season story until episode seven. That yeah. killed it for sure. Jesus. Yeah, and then it's and then it's all set up from what I've heard for season four. It's all much. set up for season four because you need to understand Dostoevsky and all of his friends, which yeah, are so all, all so unfortunate, man. 
So unfortunately, Matt, you want to see more of Dostoevsky. Uh, you're not going to get that in season three. <laughs> ah! but the funny thing is, is that my problem with Bungo season one, at least, was that I felt it was disjointed as fuck. Oh, that's, boy. That's season... season three. That's season <laughs> oh, three. No! In show. no, because I really liked I really loved season two. And I was hoping that in season three would like continue that trend. Uh, I did, too, not... man. I did. No. Too. It's not bad, but it's not. It's not. I definitely like it's, it. I'm down. I'm. I'm basically. I'm on the bungo train, uh, albeit not as hard as you two. But I'm very excited for season four, particularly because of some of the uh, some of the cast, like uh, some of the cast designs they put out. Uh, they put out a design for fucking uh, uh, for Nikolai G, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, he looks rad as shit. Um, so I'm, and he has like a fucking magical hand. It looks like or whatever, whatever his. Deal is. So the actual name is Nikolai Gogol. He is a Russian novelist. He's played by he's played by the and he's also being played by the guy who plays Zeke in Attack on Titan. So I'm I'm good. So yeah. I'm excited for that alone. <laughs> all right. Alrighty. Uh, all right. Move on to other uh like other uh announce uh, so, uh, another show that got a se- uh, got a new season pretty much unexpectedly. Um. One of the one of the anime from a couple years like went well was it la- was it last year um that uh Tower of God came out Tower was of it God like twenty 20- twenty yeah two 20, years ago. that was two years fucking hell yep. all right so like okay so Tower of God came out in twenty twenty um and it was part of Crunchyroll's big wave of trying to do uh Korean manga adaptations. Uh, web been doing web two man adaptations Tower of God was easily the most successful of the bunch. Um, into, uh, and, uh, they announced on, at Crunchyroll Expo on Saturday that the Tower God anime will be having a second season. They've released a key visual and a trailer for it. The new season is streaming on Crunchyroll. There is no date for when it starts, but I'm going to imagine it's sometime next year because there was actually quite a bit of animation in the trailer. I'm going to guess fall? This upcoming fall? No, probably not. No, I meant fall next year. Next year, probably sooner than that. I mean, it's like spring. Um, I don't know. I think spring might be a little too soon. Maybe summer. Uh, um, uh, in addition, the Webtoon platform will debut the first volume of the upcoming graphic novel edition from Webtoon Unscrolled on November 22nd. This is a big deal because Tower God is basically the first major Webtoon uh, uh, Webtoon comic to get a physical release, uh, which is kind of a huge deal. Um... And I will be sure to pick it up because Tower of God is fucking fantastic. Um, and deserve, and definitely, if you've not read the Webtoon version of it, it I highly recommend it. It is really great. Um, and I'm very excited for this. Uh, I'm hoping that it's longer than 13 episodes this time. Um, because uh, if they're... Because... Uh, so, Shane, the next arc is like three times the length of season... Of like what season one covered. So, so thirty six episodes. episodes yeah, well, it's got to be. Well, like, keep in mind as well, season one cut out like a lot, a lot. So, of shit, yeah. yeah, cut out quite a bit of shit. So, I'm curious to see how they adapt this. I'm very excited for this. So, season one, I really, I thought season one was a very, very solid adaptation, and I'm a big fan of this series. So, I'm hoping that season two kind of continues that trend uh, and doesn't become a god of high school. I'm very, I'm very hoping it. I hope it doesn't do what happened there. Uh, 
Uh, speaking of uh, unfortunate, well, I don't know. Unfortunate is the right word here. Uh, but um, so we constantly make the jo- uh, so like. Okay, so we constantly make the joke here about fucking how isekais have gotten out of hand, and now officially with this announcement, they have gone out of hand. Where, uh, the now the 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 vending machine light novel is coming to anime form. Kadokawa announced on Saturday that Hirokuma is reborn as a vending machine. Now I wander the dungeon. Light novel series is inspiring the anime. The announcement did not reveal the anime's format. The animated teaser video begins with the narrator introducing a fantasy world that has been saved numerous times by reincarnated people, then remarking with surprise that the fate of the fantasy world now lies with a vending machine. This is a... <laughs> now, I bring this up because I'm pretty sure a lot of people in the anime community have mentioned this light novel before um, because, of course, because how could you not if you learn about this? Um, my question... No, so, no, sh- Shane, so I need to ask you the, the, impo- the, the eternal question. Do you think it is now time for isekais to just end? Is it over? Is I this think, the last straw? I think we should just cancel everything. <laughs> Everything like the whole anime industry. Yeah, just get large. rid of it. This, we don't need it, it anymore. It, this is going to be a bit weird of a metaphor, but it feels like you know back when, like the '80s, when there were like so many fucking video games that were all the exact same. This feels like that. Like we've reached oversaturation of um, of isekai, where everything is just so. You're basically forced to uh, to go absurdist with it because there's no other direction you can possibly take it. And without it feeling just completely derivative and stale. So I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Worst ca- now, now, from what I've heard from people who have read it, is that it's actually not bad. It's actually, the, the light novel is actually pretty solid. Um, I'm curious as to why uh, they're adapting this, considering that it's only three volumes and then it ended. It's only three volumes and then, they, then the guy finished it. Well, um, quick season. There you go. Yeah, a quick season or just a movie, maybe, um, because they don't know what we don't know what it's going to be, and we also don't know who's do who's do what studio is doing it. Um, my hope, my I, I kind of hope it's like a they get like an overqualified studio for this and make it like ex- exceptionally well animated for no reason. This, I yeah, think that would be that very. Funny. Right, we're giving you the stupid fucking anime uh, flex on the hose. Yeah, which which would be hilarious i would love that get like fucking like get like fucking uh like fucking peak madhouse on this or something like that <laughs> which would be funny as fuck i'm honestly. telling you man just make you foldable make it <laughs> they make it like the fucking demon slay the next demon slayer level hit under ufo table uh like that would be funny as that would be funny as hell speaking of shonen jump uh they uh shonen jump announced uh, Sonin Jump has since announced their next one of their next uh, big finales for their properties, which is Haikyuu. Haikyuu is oh, returning to anime form, however, with a twist. Uh, the Haikyuu XV League All Star Special Match, the volleyball event. What the fuck is that name? I don't announced know. On, man. Announced on Saturday in Tokyo that Haruhi, uh, the Hoichi's Furudate's Haikyuu manga is inspiring to. Final sequel films called yeah uh, called Haiku Final. They are a two part duology film, two part di- duology. 
Uh, and the accompanying visual above the tagline ha- above has the tagline, "Who will we become tomorrow?" There will be a film kickoff event next August, so it's uh, which means that we have to wait a year for any info on it. Uh, the Saturday event also announced that a new stage play production is also launching next year. Um, and uh, which is not surprising considering that Haikyuu has a shocking amount of stage plays for some reason. So many. Like, um, holy shit. They, um, they love their bishy stage plays, dude. Now, now, I have some thought. Okay, so bef- I have I have my own theories as to why they're doing this. I'll leave that for last. Okay, as Shane and Spencer, as people who have read the manga for Haikyuu, how mm-hmm. do you feel about this news? Well, this is terrible. Yeah, this is a terrible idea. Let's start with Spencer. Spencer. Yes. Have you finished the manga? I'm close. I'm about 10, 15 chapters. So you're right in like the final match. Yes. There's no way, dude. There's no, no fucking way. way. There's no fucking way. There is absolutely no way to cram the rest of this material into two movies without it being rushed to shit. More no like each movie being like three hours, which I wouldn't mind personally. That would be oh. ambitious. It would be ambitious for sure. Yeah, just 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 basically call it a movie, but make it like the make length it, like, of do, a do like an end, do, make basically do an end game. Make it like two three hour fucking movies. Just go ahead yeah. and go balls to the wall with it. Go go yeah, because there is no coming back from this. Nope. You have because- you've had four. Fucking masterpiece seasons. Four. Just make a fifth one. Yeah, like... And that's the thing, it's like, there's... Two more matches after the, um... Inarizaki match. And then there's the final section of the manga, which is in an... It's, in an, it's like a hundred plus chapters, that on its own. Mm-hmm. So, like, man... Man, now I have some yeah. theories. As, I have, I do have some theories as to why this is happening. Um, none of them are necessarily good, but I think they will probably give some explanation as to how anime, how the anime industry works. Okay, one of the things that you have to understand, uh, that people have to understand about how jump, not just jump adaptations, but adaptations of manga usually are. They're not made. For the for the they're not made in a vacuum. They are made usually as promotional material for the original source material, almost always. Sometimes that doesn't. That's not a case. Um, like if a if a manga wraps up and then it gets an anime, then that's usually a sign that it was made as as like an like separately. It's a separate thing. But a lot of the times these anime adaptations, like MHA, is the same way. Uh. Or like the big three, Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, um, a gr- uh, even something like Chainsaw Man to an extent, Kaisen, Demon, and even when it initially started, Demon Slayer, were all made as promotional material. Like basically one big giant ad for the manga. You like the anime? Well, go read our source material now in stores uh, where you can read more of the story because we might end after this season. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want the story to be unfinished now, do you? Um, and it usually works. Um, and if it doesn't work, that's usually why an anime a manga gets quietly canceled after its anime bombs. Um, and Haiku was the same way. So you have to understand that Haiku's manga is over. 
in fact, the Haikyuu manga has been over for like two years, I think. Yeah, it's it, been... en- it ended summer 2020, so it's been over two years, and the only thing that's come out since has been a one-shot. It's been a one-shot. And, yeah, and, and I think this is also telling, Haikyuu's manga sales were starting to dip back in like 2018. Haikyuu's de- sales were dipping for quite a while, for a little bit, even prior to it like wrapping up there was all interest was already beginning to wane in the series uh by the time that it had wrapped up and then i think the and the other reason why i think they're doing the, the second reason why i think they're doing this is just the sales of the anime in general to the top while i have heard excellent things about its quality i know for a fact that it did not do very well uh it was not a huge hit it kind of flopped um, whether that was, I know that COVID probably was a factor in this cause it had the unfortunate, uh, had the, un- had the unfortunate nature of like literally releasing during the middle of the pandemic. Um, and which you, could, you is, could tell at times you could definitely tell. Yeah, and I, and I know for a fact that the animation in the second half of, uh, to the top from what I've heard is a, a mixed bag. Um, Always fun when that happens. Um, but it's a but uh but like you can de- but like it de- yeah like when you go from like consistent over ten thousand volumes for your seasons to to the top starting at like four thousand that's not great that is a pretty steep drop it was a pretty steep drop um however I do think another factor plays into there and I think. We now have to officially declare that Mugen Train has done irreparable damage to the anime industry. Has ruined anime forever. <laughs> it has uh, done irreparable damage because that movie made a so buckaroo much money. Much amount money. of money. But a, a buckaroo amount of money. Um, and and it would and I think it would have been seen as an anomaly. If Kaisen and Film Red weren't also doing the same amount of business that it did. Meaning that I think anime studios are like, hmm, well, why make a show which actually, you know, costs more and actually you get less money from doing it than a movie when we could just release a movie and it will do buck wild at the box office and we get millions upon millions of dollars for this. So One Piece Red is like canon, right? It's not like a side thing like Dragon Ball Z. Canon. Uh, Film Red, if Film Red is like half canon, it's like half canon from what I know. All the backstory stuff apparently in Film Red is canon. The actual storyline is like maybe not, maybe yeah, it's very, we don't know. It's all over the place. But with Haikyuu, I 100% yeah, I blame, I blame Mugen Train. I'm blaming, I'm honestly going to throw it I think Time to blame Mugen Train for doing irreparable damage to the anime industry. Turns out Mugen Train was just bad all along. No, I mean, okay, yeah. like, yeah, it turns out, like, okay, I, I called, the, I called, I called this happening to, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm absolutely going to be that guy. I called this happening when I saw the box office numbers come in from Mugen Train. I, mean, I was I like, think, I think everyone knew that's the direction the industry was taking after that, but no one wanted to admit it because the release model is fucking stupid. Fucking, fucking, uh, and we all know why Mugen Train was turned into a movie as well. It wasn't, it was initially done because they were like, 
well, it's the arc is too short to justify a fucking show. Um, mm -hmm. So they just turn into a movie. I don't think they, because Mugen Train as a movie was in production when Demon Slayer was airing. I don't think they had any intention of it turning into like a half a billion dollar blockbuster huge hit that makes anime the most one of the most the most mainstream it's literally ever been i don't think they I, planned it to be no, that well, at I, all. I, I genuinely think it was a conceited effort to go chapter like arcs only to like 12 chapters it's less than it's, it's like 10 not, yeah it's it's not worth putting that into an anime and then you know getting through the oh wait oh wait <laughs> they did that but they know they did that after it got popular. After it got popular, yeah. But I'm saying, like, 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 like at that point, it was a hundred percent a justifiable, uh, like, thing to make. It, it was a justifiable state, like, business decision to take a short arc and make it into like a two hour movie, and it it'll still cover everything. But it's it it's just you don't have to worry about spending all that money on animation. But now because of that. Everybody, do, regardless of how many chapters they're trying to cover, are going to go, well... Shit. Well, shit. Movie. Mugen Train was not only canon. It was. It, I think the big thing is that it was canon, and it still yes. made that much money. It and was like, like well, legit. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, shit, we don't need to relegate... Because a lot of the time, these Sony movies were relegated to, like, non-canon stuff because they wanted to make sure the casual audiences, who maybe, like, you know go to the movies every, like, once a year and don't watch anime. It's like, hey, what's playing right now? Oh, this, like, fucking My Hero movie. Hey, one that looks cool. Let's go see that. One Piece Red. <laughs> yeah, like, one, what, like, one, yeah, like, One Piece from Red is a great example of that. Like, a great example of that. And and guess what? Fucking turns out that the, these, like, like, a lot of these anime movies that are now putting canon shit in their stuff are doing gangbusters. Uh, fucking not just... Demon Slayer, but also Kaisen Zero and yep. Broly, and apparently Super Superhero did very well as well. Um, fucking Film Red. Um, I would not be shocked if My Hero tries to do something similar as well. There were rumors that Attack on Titan was going to adapt its last section into an into a movie. Turns out they're spreading it over twelve more episodes for some godforsaken reason. Um, but like, it's, sorry. It's just yeah, they're gonna they're gonna adapt like fucking before the fall neck and like for like next year. Like figure out a way to make before the fall work with all the uh the revelations that happened after before the fall ended. Uh probably. That would be honestly that you would know, be cool, I think. You know um, what would be dope as hell, but also stupid as fuck. What if they if they do a if if they do another season after that again? No 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 no. The do final season part three, which I can't believe that's a thing. But then leave just the final chapter as a movie. For a movie. <laughs> it would be I, the stupidest shit. Be, that'd be funny as fuck. But okay, but yeah. So so now I've heard some. I have heard this theory about what they might be doing with the movies. I want, as someone who hasn't read the manga, I'm going, going by zero context about this because I don't know much right, about it. Right, right. I know yeah. kind of this, mm -hmm. but you guys have read it. Apparently, someone brought up the idea, and they kind of maybe hinted at this at the event, that they're skipping the stuff in Brazil, that they're just not adapting that. Oh, my fucking God. Are you no. fucking... Are you... Oh, my... Okay, they, which I don't know what that means. Which means they were going to be ending when they leave high school. Like, they leave high school, 
they're done. They're just not I adapting. Go to Brazil. Yeah. So any of the international stuff, they might not be just touching. At, they, because apparently in Japan, that arc was not well received at, as well. And that's what led to a lot of the decline. When the, when the sales, if you look at the manga sales, when that arc started, the manga sales started to very much dip. So it might be a financial decision. So they're bit... They're so, doing they're doing what to... they did. Remember when My Villain Academia aired and they cut out a bunch because the manga yeah. sales were for that arc wasn't that great? They're doing that again. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything, obviously, but there's two more matches before they leave high school. And then all the shit in Brazil afterwards. Which means it's just gonna be it's one match. So it's, it's just gonna matches. be one one movie for each match. That's so dumb. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> You hate the the shades. Like I hate this. I don't want to be here anymore, man. I mean, I mean to an extent. I okay. Uh, now, if they did that and then a season for like a season for like the fucking Brazil stuff, would that work? Maybe. I don't know because the way they word this, this seems like this is it. These two movies are that it, and then they're done. So. I mean, they could. I mean, final, as we see with Attack on Titan, final doesn't mean shit, apparently. Yeah, but so. Attack on Titan at this point is a fucking anomaly. I have no idea what the fuck they're doing with that shit. And also, and also, I also love how it's like, it's Haikyuu final and it's two movies. And there's so two like, movies. Final, final, Haikyuu final, 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 and then final, final. A theatrical experience, part one. <laughs> The actual to play a part one because you know because you can't get you can't have to spread it out over two movies apparently. Everything about this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. You know, and I know, fucking fucking. I think I jinxed it too because I mentioned in the Discord. It's like yeah, it's watch is going to be like a final season going to be rushed, and then it turns out it's even worse. It's two movies. It's two movies that will also be. It's rushed my fault. And, I'm like, sorry, guys. I'm cut. sorry, guys. I caused this. And it's we'll like, potentially cut out the I final know. chunk of the. Ugh. Can we move on? I'm sad now. Let's go. Let's, well, let's talk about Skate the Affinity, which is a okay. which is another sports show. All right, yeah. hype, hype time. Let's go. Um, the Escape the Infinity Week special event revealed in Okinawa. They were in Okinawa. Uh, in Okinawa on Sunday, uh, that the previously announced the new Skate the Infinity anime project is both an OVA and a second season. The main staff on the first season that aired last year in January is returning, which includes director Hiroki Yotsumi, script uh, writer Ochiro Okuchi, character designer Michinori Chiba, and Bones is on the anime production. The original anime centers on Reiki, a second-year student. A high school, a second year high school student who loves skateboarding and gets caught up in S, a underground and, and dangerous skateboard race with no rules at an abandoned mine. Uh, Hiroko Otsumi originally directed the anime at Bones. He was she was the director on the original season of Free, as well as its second season, Free Eternal Summer, and on Banana Fish. Uh, Ichido Okuchi, who was the writer on Cabinary the Iron Fortress and Code Geass, wrote and uh, no, wrote the series. Uh, so I'm a big fan. So I, so we all love Skate Team. This show rules. This show does rule. I it's... love Langa. <laughs> He's so cool. Langa's my boy. I love Lang. I, I love Langa. Langa um, is is legit. Uh, one of the rare Canadian um, anime like, characters. Explicitly Canadian anime characters. Yeah, and he's and he's 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 the man. He's the man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mildly autistic. He's extremely hot. That's the way it is. That's what <laughs> girls and guys he's want. Just like me for real. He's just like me for real. I love him though. for real. 
I love him though. I'm actually really happy. Like I, I predicted it would be a second season. I'm really happy it's another season, and I'm also well, really happy. Be that- the Infinity season two, or are you think you're gonna call it Snow the Infinity? You're the uh, only person who thinks sn- sn- no, they're gonna skate is skanine. So they're gonna do snowboarding after this. Skanine. It's gonna be skanine. Nine um, the infinity. Yeah, skanine the infinity or something like that. Or they're gonna call it like skate the infinity like two or something like they're that. Give me, um, no, give me skate for the infinity. No, that's the fourth season if they ever do it. Skate, skate, skate the infinity pro skater two. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Hawk skate the infinity. Ricky and Langus pro skater two. Ricky and Langus pro skater. I would play that. I would play that. That sounds rad as shit. Um, they should they should make it on snow. That's been a good snowboarding anime. There should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, and also it's an OV. I from what the sounds of it, I think the OVA is probably coming first. I think that we're gonna get like an OVA uh to tide us over until then. Uh, uh, and the OVA is probably gonna be like a like. Here's what they're doing in between seasons. It's like cool skateboard, like school fun skateboarding Re- stuff. Recky hey. and Recky totally. and Longa's wacky skater Christmas special or some bullshit. Recky yeah. and Longa's totally not gay. <laughs> totally not, you know, homosexual. Not at yeah. all. Not just at like all. Run, not at all. Just like run with the wind. Just like run with the wind. There's no homosexuality in there at all. There's no gay. Zero. There's no gay. It's no, like not, every sports anime, no gay. There's zero gay. No, you, you know what? It has to air in June specifically because that's the only month it can legally air. Correct. Legally, yeah. Well, like, no, Skate the Affinity, it, it's, it's, it's coming out. It's probably going to come out in, like, winter because we got a fucking trailer for it. So. Also, 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 Matt, also, Shane, it can actually come out any month except for June because, because it's they're not, not gay. gay. They're not, not gay. gay. Oh my! They don't. You're they right. don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. But I, yeah, I love Skid the Infinity. I'm very happy it's coming back. Um, Will it have a a better opening and ending than the first no. season? No, no. There you go. No, no. Well, okay, I said that about Mob, and then and mm, so like Mob. Okay, what do you mean? What do you mean? Here we go. Here's. I'm gonna call it now. Okay, when when Mob comes out, I'm gonna complain about the opening. I mean, the like opening's I already with... out. You can watch it. Yeah, the opening yes. came out. Yes, yes no, but, no. But I'm saying I'm gonna like watch it, listen to it, say it's not as good as 99.9, which is literally what I said about 99.9 about 99. So it's just like Akudama. It, it's gonna grow on me. 100. percent It's gonna no, grow on this, me. This elite. So good. The, the, this OP is actually like my favorite of the year so far. It's, it's, it's right now. It's it's a shoe in for OP of the year unless Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw if if Chainsaw Man goes absolutely ballistic, which it very well might. Yeah. I still even, think even they, even I think I might go give it to Mob even then. So like it's a it's a case of like I so, think it's it's just really good. It just so, it looks fantastic. So Matt, where where are we on the Mob OP? Where where does one land it's, in the list? Uh. I don't know yet. I, again, I've only listened to it a couple times. Obviously, I think this might. I think in the end, it might end up being my favorite. But right now, the first one's still my favorite. Right now, uh, ninety nine point nine is still my favorite. Honestly, yep. it that one really grew on me. Um, but not. But ninety nine is also incredible. Like, there's not been a bad yeah. OP or ED for Mob. Literally goaded series can do no wrong. Mm. Yeah, Speaking I, of goated- watched, I watched season two the a uh, couple days ago i just finished it because i was bored and i'm like ah, i'll fucking watch this because i'm i'll get ready for season three it was so good it's so elite. good dude elite. 
yeah, yeah. it's elite. Um, insane. Uh, but yeah, but um, but yeah. Uh, speaking of elite, uh, and a goaded series, Psychopaths. Uh, Psychopaths oh, is yeah. a goaded series. Um, and uh, and Psychopaths is also ex- exceptionally popular in Japan. Uh, so of course it gets projects all the time, but it is reaching its tenth anniversary because because it is now it is uh because it's first started in 2012, so it is now officially ten years old. And the Psychopaths anime is launching a tenth anniversary project in October, and production on the franchise's latest work, which is the new film Psychopaths Providence. Has been greenlit now. Uh, Naoshi Shitani is returning to direct at production IG, and Toho is distributing. This is kind of a big deal because this is the first season that Shitani is directing since the first season. He's coming back to do this, uh, uh, and it, the sense anniversary project is carrying the theme of gratitude for fans and voice actor Tomozaku, uh, Tomokazu Seiki, who plays Kogami, is serving as the ambassador. Um, uh, now. My question, Nat, and the teaser vi- and the visual they showed showed that it seems like what they're doing with this like movie is that all like every major character from the past three seasons of Psychopaths plus all the movies they released are going to be in this. It's going to be basically the big cr- their big crossover. Anthony's birthday of Psychopaths. It is their big. It is their. It is, for lack of a better term, their like Infinity War. This it's is going to be big... the One Piece stampede of psychopath movies. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. It pretty much, and more than likely, it's probably like a big, probably like a big finale for most of these characters because it's like 10, 10 years. So like, it's going to be like a big finale blowout for some of these characters. Likely, probably Kagami and Akane because they've been in because their stories are wrapping up more than likely now. Psychopath. Now, I don't. I. It's hard for me to get excited for this. Not because I don't like psychopaths. I do, and I'm curious to see what this goes. Hater. I'm not a certified psychopath hater. I love psychopaths. My problem is, is that it's so hard to fucking get some of these fucking things. Psychopaths license has been passed around from like literally every fucking distributor at this point. Uh, the first two seasons are available through like Funi and now Crunchy. The movie is also available through Funi and now Crunchy. Uh, but after that, it starts to get wishy-washy. There was a trilogy of movies called Sinners of the System. Um, and those are illegal. Those are legally available. Only those are only licensed in the UK for anime limited. They were never licensed here in the States. Uh, you can buy Blu-rays with a dub. Sounds good. Yeah, you can buy the a Blu-rays, Blu-rays for them with, I think they're sub only uh, from the UK. Um, through anime limited but they're never released here in the states um but then amazon picked up season three but never dubbed it and also amazon is terrible with anime licenses and will probably lose it as well all their shit Um, goes to sentai so sentai will probably grab it at some point i even then psychopaths 3 apparently did so poorly for am they did so poorly here in the west that they might not sentai might not even pick it up um, yeah, probably because Amazon didn't fucking stream they it. They literally they didn't, didn't do anything with it. They just didn't, didn't promote it. And also, season three—it's funny that they picked up season three, not Sinners in the System, because apparently season three opens up and expects you to have seen Sinners of the System. Uh, so Very it is. <laughs> and so, have you seen this thing that isn't licensed yet? Have um, you seen this thing that's not legally available in your country? Well, oh, tough never shit. The movie, and they never picked up the Psychopaths three movie. Uh, which is a finale to the show because the show ends on a cliffhanger. 
Um, so don't you? So like, Psychopath is licensed in Pax. So again, it is hard for me to get excited for this because I don't even know if it's properly going to get licensed, going to get properly licensed here in the states. Um, if it does, if it doesn't, I'm going to be very upset frankly, because well, I would like to see this story fucking end. Please, I want to see this wrap up. Voice the sales, mateys. Voice the... It is time for me to buy every copy of Psychopaths known to man. All of Good. it. Jeff Bezos, the shit. Jeff Bezos, the Psychopaths. I mean, it's his fault that season three failed, so... It was his fault. It was his fault. It's all Jeff Bezos. It's Le- all him. Le- lesson of the day, kids. You can blame anything on Jeff Bezos. I mean, you can. I mean, he is responsible for a lot of Jeff (laughs) Bezos. I thought you said Jeff Pesos for a second, and I'm just like, what? That's his Mexican brother. That's his Mexican (laughs) brother. brother. Named after who who is so rich, the the currency is named after him. Mm -hmm. And he literally invented the uh, Spanish dollar. (laughs) It's Mexican dollar, Shane. It's Pesos. Welp. We're just you funneling know what, this meta that I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Shane. Aside Shane from is racist. racist. He was doing a fucking ex- on fucking in fucking. Uh, what was? Don't what, remind what, what, me, dude. <laughs> in in fucking Yakuza, he found a Chinese character and fucking did oh. the most racist oh, accent you could no. imagine for this can't character in Yakuza. He can't was, be doing that. It was no, and no, he said he can't be doing that. He's and like, I, I feel can, so bad. And I continued to do it. <laughs> he can. He acknowledged how bad it was, and then continued to do it. It was so funny, which, though, dude. which by the which, no, which by the way does not make it. Which honestly makes it worse because now yep. you know it's bad. No, I know. I'm. I'm anyway. I am openly acknowledging that what I am doing is racially insensitive to a certain group of people, and yet I continue to do so of my own free will. So yes, I am racist, and I am a piece of shit, and you can cancel me on Twitter. You're a Buccaneers fan, dude. You're a Buccaneers fan? I mean, I wouldn't... I mean, that just hurt. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. I don't mean it. What a weird thing to call someone. <laughs> what a weird insult. <laughs> I did that in the mid, mid-announcement. Dude, you're a Buccaneers fan. <laughs> you're, you're a Buccaneers fan, I dude. saw that. I was losing it. All right. Uh, but um, but speak, speaking of, let, it, it, let's cheer some people up because now we move on to our featured anime of the podcast. Which oh, is shit. We're done news? Part- yeah, we're done news, which is our featured anime of the podcast. It's no time for our featured anime no, of the podcast. our favorite of... Uh, everyone here, which is keep your hands off Isaac Ken. What do you Direct- mean we're done the news? Yeah, we're done news. What? We didn't talk about the trailer. What trailer? Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man? We didn't talk about it. It's coming out in October. Look forward to it. Okay, let's oh, move yeah. on. Fuck, I actually forgot that that was this past two weeks. I, th- I, we covered it last- I thought we covered it last time. That's why I, I was like... You know, like... October is stacked. We for, I for, I I feel ashamed. I forgot we about Chainsaw Man. About Chainsaw I actually Man forgot general? about Chainsaw Man last week, but we didn't talk Holy about shit. the trailer. Trailer released like two days after our fucking episode went live. Adam <laughs> is legitimately upset. 
Okay, you know what? Okay, we'll move. Okay, we'll talk about Chainsaw Man now because I forgot about it. MAPPA revealed on Friday during the event of the television anime of Tatsuyuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man manga. The third promotional video cast and the October premiere. The main. They also revealed who the main... We'll go over the main cast in a second because I actually have some thoughts on who they cast. Um, and the anime will have its world premiere screening at the Toho Cinemas of Pongi Hills on September 19th. Uh, uh, Ryu Nakahama, who was the uh, an episode director on both Jujutsu Kaisen and Black Clover, will be directing the anime at Mappa and Hiroshi Seko, who's the writer on Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga, and Jujutsu Kaisen, will be writing the script for it. Uh, Kazutaka Sugiyama, uh, who worked as a character designer on Mushoko Tensei, is the character designer on this. And the action director is Tatsuya Yoshihara, who is the action director on... Uh, Aisen and Black Clover. Uh, Makoto, uh, Makoto Nakazono, who was the technical, who has been a technical director at Trigger for years, is moving over here. She, uh, he was the he was a he was a CG director on Little Witch Academia and Darling in the Franks. Uh, and the devil designer is Kiyotaka Oshiyama, who worked on Space Dandy and Devilman Crybaby. And most importantly, Kensuke Ushio, who's the composer yeah. for Devilman Crybaby, Liz and the Bluebird, Silent Voice, is composer, is going to be the music composer for this. <clears throat> uh, so, big... <laughs> stack stacked staff. Excellent staff on this. Uh, but yeah, the trailer was released. It, it looks... It's been phenomenal. It's bonkers, it looks dude. So good. It looks so good. It, it, looks, looks, it looks so good, looks dude. So good, I wanted to kill myself. I know I say that a lot. The impact is kind of diminished because I'll just kill myself over like anything nowadays. But like, it looked. I I don't think I've ever been this excited excited about like any kind of fictional property. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last thing I was so like this hyped over. This is this is a this hasn't been like Halo Four. It had to have been. Oh yeah, because well the Halo the the teaser trailer for Halo Four was like insanely good. Yeah. Now, but like. Go ahead. I, I, I bought when I when I, I purchased uh like the super like ultra special edition of Halo Reach, like I still have the statue it came with. It was $150.10 dollars when I was like 13. So Bro, I'm fucking I jelly. World's what? biggest Halo fan. <laughs> you know, I gotta figure out what the what the exchange rate is, but I well the inflation rate. That I'll spend is, that much money on uh, on on however I can get my change. That thing probably in. goes for like a lot of money now. That nowadays. thing is probably worth a more <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> I'm key. It's mine though. Also, I yeah. lost one of the uh, one of the rifles on one of the characters, so Damn. it's kind of. Ah, oh, that it's incomplete. Sucks. Okay, it's gonna sell for pennies. Dude. I don't know if I lost it in the move or if my brother was messing around with it and he lost it. He I might. It. I definitely. I'll probably find someone to three D print it. I yeah, make a new but, one. Um, I it's, uh, so the it's 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 chief on like a piece of like ground, right? And he has a, a gun in his hand. Well, if it's really reach, it's not gonna be chief. Or, no, I said four. It's, it's Noble Team. It's Halo Reach. Back to Chainsaw oh. Man. I am. It's so good. They've got fucking. I, I haven't seen Stone Ocean, but they've got Jolene as a power, which is I think the perfect. Go, that's that's Go my favorite casting. I thought so I, I thought that we were gonna get the the girl. Like I I suggested the person who played the lead in Wave listen to you, which would have been a great choice. But like I don't know how I overlooked for uh, I for uh, Faros because she is one. I love her as Jolene. She's fantastic, but her as power is like just an incredible fucking choice. Insanely good choice. 
Who else is there? Whoever's Makima is a really good choice. Too. Uh, Makima like is played by Tori, uh, Tomori uh, Kusunoki, who is again a kind of a she's not a veteran but she has been in a lot of high profile roles she's natsume from decadence she is uh setsuna yuki from love live high school uh, nishizaki high school idol club so spencer probably knows who that is i know that is uh, yeah um she who is she your, was I know, um, like what's the who's the only established character uh, actor here like is it aki's uh, character or aki's uh, uh voice actor? Uh, I'll oh, get to Aki's in a second. Shane, you pro- uh, Shane, you know uh, the voice of Makima from Wonder Egg. She's Neru. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, uh, she's Neru. Um, the voice of Aki is Sogo Sakata. He is uh, been in a bunch. Of, you know, he is ha- been in a bunch of stuff, but mainly, honestly, as as like smaller characters. He's in a lot of stuff as like supporting characters. Um, but, uh, he is, but, uh, in terms of big, big roles, the only big role I recognize the name in is in world's heroes mission. He plays Leviathan in that, uh, he, he's in the MHA movie as Leviathan. And then the, and then they did what I hoped they would do. And they got a fucko from the street to play Denji. Kikonosuke Toya, who has been in two other shows prior to this, that and has been background right, He's got it made. Yeah, he he was previously in a Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward as a protester, and in Heroines Run the Show, the unpopular girl and the secret task as a bunch of big characters in a couple in a bunch of episodes. Uh, that's it. Good he for my not, man. He got the bag. His first major role. Outside of literally cameos, is Denji the lead in Chainsaw Denji. Dude, I, there's so much I want to talk about that we won't have time because we'll go for five hours. Uh, Aki is like so incredibly hot, he can kill me. He looks so fucking good, dude. I can't possibly describe it. Shane, what do you think of the trailer? Like, you know how some like astronauts they went to the moon and they like they came back and they couldn't describe it because they had like no idea how to put their experiences into words. I feel like that. I'm just like yeah, it was it was it was, in, it was incomprehensible. Exactly. Like, That's you, you, you saw like something that at, like, human eyes couldn't like detect. Exactly. I feel like a Lovecraft character, except like either zero percent is racist or quadruple is racist, depending on the uh, source you, material here. You're either if backing out or you're all in, dude. Is racist, but if it's like towards anyone else, it's zero percent is racist. Yeah, but it looks uh, like oh my god, I can't so even yeah, put it. In um, the, so the trailer I'm is so literally insane. And but I hate to be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. I'm wow. not a hundred percent convinced that this isn't just trailer footage. Like, there's no way the show is gonna look this good. I, okay, I uh, if it's anything like Kaisen, you know what this is, Shane. You know what this is reminding me of the footage. It, it, it one, it looks a lot like Kaisen. It looks it's, it's literally the dude who did the second OP. Yeah, that's the so guy who animated lot, it. It looks a lot like Kaisen. I would not be shocked if, if it's like Kaisen. Kaisen was consistently well animated, but they shaved a lot of their big stuff for yeah. the action scenes, and they yeah. showed I'll, mostly I'll action scenes in this. this. I didn't like it. The action scenes were good as hell. Yeah. So I would. So I think if it's like if it's like Kaisen, I think what they'll do is gonna it's gonna be kind of very. It's probably gonna end up very similar to Chainsaw Man. And I also mentioned this on Twitter, and I got a bunch of people agreeing with me for once. Um, in that I love the trailer, but this also 
reiterated my point is that I can't watch this trailer and not think how shitty of a place Mappa must be to work at. Yep. And, and Those like, guys are dying it's over just there. in the back of my mind, I'm just like, damn, like Mappa did. I don't think they learned anything. I don't. I don't think they've learned shit. Um, unfortunately, um, hopefully, I'm wrong. Okay. So I will say because I keep up with this stuff because I have been so outspoken in my support of Mappa. In the mm-hmm. two years since that expose came out, um, they have actually been making pretty large strides. That expo- um, that 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 also that expose came out. A couple of months ago, Spencer, not two years. No, ago. that that expose was fucking twenty twenty. No, no, it wasn't. It was like fucking lat. It was we earlier this year. Here. It was earlier this year. I know for a fact because it. Got I feel like it was. It was last year. Unless we're bo- unless all three unless of us are wrong. Everyone's wrong, and I'm in the right because I didn't say. No, it is Adam. Is Adam is right? It is from last year. It was last year. Okay. okay. Well then, but I've been keeping track, and they are making steps. I mean, the industry by themselves, you're going to look, it's the anime industry. It's, it's always going to be shitty, but they're at least making an attempt to change wages around and get these people paid properly, but when you're part of a, and, and this is not to say anything, this is just Japan in general, but when well, you're not in Japan, because um, American via VFX studios are going to the same thing, especially yeah. with Marvel. Yeah, yeah which it's, is, it's especially with especially especially with Marvel, which uh, is like, its own set of consequences. Yeah. But and it's mainly because, and it's mainly you just how much to pump. It's mainly you just how much to pump, pumping out more so. Than yeah, anything. they have so much stuff and they have so much influence. Like if you fuck up a Marvel show, then you're never getting a job like again. Yeah, yeah, it would like fuck it, yeah, fuck it. Uh, which is why there was news recently. Uh, I don't know how it's it, it it came from. Like I forget where it, it came from. Some credible sources, but it's not. 100% confirmed that Marvel's thinking of just making their own VFX studio, which could fix the issue, maybe. I don't think um, so. I think it'd be, like, an even more horrific slave house. Well, yeah, hey. yeah, it would, I, I, yeah, that's the thing. That's, like, that, that's the thing. Like, that's why I said maybe, because if they make it, like, ILM, then maybe it could fix the problem. But, like, I don't think don't they're going think, to. I don't think they want to fix the problem. I no, think they what don't. they want to do is they want to create their own VFX studio so they can just gag order everybody. Just that's, that's shut that's, up. That, yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Don't say a goddamn thing about the sweatshop you work in. Yeah, but um, but to go back, um, Mappa is doing a lot better with their scheduling and all that, and they especially have to be good with this because they're the ones that are fucking producing it. Yeah, yeah, and they and they better, uh, fucking. And I think I do. I do think though, Shane, that this is probably actually fucking footage from the show. The show comes out in October. It's absolutely not yeah, just. If it's, if it's in October, I don't. If it's, think if it's just trailer footage, then I'm like, what? What are they doing? I, over the there? only reason I say that, and the only reason I have any cause for concern, is because literally the entire trailer looks exactly the same. You can tell it's just one dude who did all of these cuts. So is that just this? These are his cuts from the show, or did he make these cuts for this trailer? Or and I have you, no or, idea or, which or, one. Or, or, make okay. the show. Or Shane, or Shane, and here the is the greatest of all time. Here is why I think the or what if the show actually looks like this good? I will look good in real life. I'm gonna shoot myself. I will that. come. I don't have any more words on camera 
I'll do it. In my life. <laughs> you know, well, you know what? That is recorded now. That is official. It is. I never said with any goal what kind of gun. I'm gonna pull out a Nerf gun. <laughs> a Nerf gun. No, I'm gonna actually. Stop. I, you know what? I'm not gonna be a baby bitch like Adam. I'm actually gonna come. And you're gonna you're see gonna it. what? Wait, pause. Wait. <laughs> stop. Hold. <laughs> All right. All right. Now well, let's. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we talked about uh, how rough the anime industry and especially the process of making anime can be, because that's the uh, topic. Sweet feature anime this week. I know I'm doing your job, Matt. I'm transitioning. Yeah, you are transitioning because our featured anime of the podcast is Keep Your Hands Off of Isaacen, directed and written by Masuki Yuasa. It is also co-written by uh, Yuchiro Kido, who, by fun fact, Yuchiro Kido is director of uh, Yurei Deko. He made his directorial debut with that this season, Mm. so he has upgraded. Um, And it is from Studio Science Saru, and it aired initially... In Japan from January 5th, 2020 to March 22nd, 2020, right before the pandemic blew up, um, which means that uh, technically this show, when this show ended, everything went to shit. Um, I mean, for 12 it got delayed an episode, like it got pushed back a week because of COVID, because COVID hit Japan uh, way before it fucked up. Uh, uh, no, it doesn't. It was not pushed back. It was not. It, yeah. It, well, the show was still done. The show was no, done when they the show was not pushed back. The movie was pushed back. Uh, I think so I'm, I think that I think Attack, Attack on Titan. Okay. I know something. Yeah, and the show was done when it air was airing. The, the show was already finished, so they didn't they didn't need to push it back. Um, uh, and it is currently licensed by Crunchyroll and Sentai Filmworks. It is available for, on their website, uh, Crunchyroll's website for streaming. Sentai owns the home video rights, and they have released it. They have since released it, I believe. Or, or I don't know if they have released it on Blu-ray mm. yet. They um, have not. They, I learned, which is I, weird because they picked it up like a year ago. I literally looked this up yesterday because I'm like, hold on. didn't Weren't Sentai releasing it on Blu-ray? They picked up the license in May of last year. And nothing has come from it. Well, then, uh, and after that, like a couple months later, Sony bought uh, Sony and fucking fused fucking Crunchyroll and Funi. Um, uh, so, oh, that was like so. Like, do you think that like the dead Sentai may have lost the rights to it, or I don't? I literally don't know because they literally have not said anything about it since that announcement. So. It could have fallen Sentai through pro- in the meantime, but I would say since I probably lost the rights to a lot of the stuff just because they don't have the money, or they it's don't a have Tommy situation, or it's such a Tommy Galaxy situation where they're trying to dub it but they don't know how to. God, you 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 can't dub to Tommy Galaxy. No, I'm talking like this, like like what yeah. if they're trying to dub Isaacan and they can't? And well, yeah, like yeah, same, same concept. It would lose a lot of its charm with like a regular dub. You have to make it like really good. You know, it would also have to be like a funny dub. It had to be funny. It, it, it can't yeah. be very funny. Like it has to. It have to be like a comedic. You would have to get like good comedic actors involved. In this. Yeah, Ian Sinclair better. as the fucking robo, ro- the robo dude. Mm, fucking, uh, no. Leave it at the regular. Leave it at the Japanese. It's good enough in Jap- in, uh, in Japanese. Yeah. And that's kind uh, of a lot for me because I'm a I'm a dubs guy all the way. Yeah, I've watched uh, yeah. this three times. And the sub honestly gets mm-hmm. well. The Japanese gets better every time. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of because this because as Adam mentioned, this is an anime about 
making anime because Kigan I, I off of Aizuken follows our lead uh, follows three lead characters uh Asukasa Kanamori and Misazaki uh specifically Asukasa is the lead of this uh mainly uh she is a massive weeb mass huge anime fan um particularly for the art for this, particularly the making of anime she wants to make anime that is what she wants to do with her life uh and one day while she and Kanamori are at like an anime screening at their school i think they're watching uh future boy conan um uh i have a this cool story about that anime and uh once i get through this um uh they run into uh subame michizaki who is a uh, amateur model and famous at the school and kind of but she doesn't want to be a model uh, she she doesn't she doesn't want to be an actress like her parents. She wants to be an animator, specifically that of a character animator. She wants to work in anime like Midori. Uh, so Kanamori, being a capitalist, but the only good capitalist, um, sees uh, sees a money making opportunity with this. We form an anime club at the school and make their own anime what well, just make their own anime they have anime they have people who are passionate about the medium who can make anime why not just do it themselves obviously however they find that it is much easier said than done and the keep your hands i have isaacan is a really quirky interesting way of exploring not just how an anime is made but also an ode to creativity at large through the eyes of one of our best, one like one of our best anime directors with Masaki Yasa. Uh, I love Isaacan. I think this is a, uh, I have made I have made it uh, like no small secret that this is one of my all time favorites. It's in my top ten, um, and this also has the notable distinction of getting uh, of being mine, Shane's, and Spencer's anime of the year for twenty twenty, which is a rarity. Yes, um, baby, I know how to pick them. And it is a rarity. This rarely happens. And but it was a um, and if it wasn't for Josh, this would have it would have been unanimous. I don't know what I don't know what Josh gave it to that fucking year. Oh, he gave it to fucking um. Re-Zero. Was it ReZero? Wait, was that what oh, what a I think it was ReZero. I need to double check that. Um, but um, but in a but it. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was ReZero. Um, but in any case, uh, we'll start with Shane. Shane, what do you think of Keep Your Hands Off Isaacan? I think. Well, Shane. Oh, he's not dead. That. Is it about to be like, all right, thanks, Shane? No. I think Isaacan is one of the best goddamn things ever made. It. And it's no secret, as Matt said, it was all three of our anime of the year in 2020. It all resonated with us so much for so many different reasons. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that at its core, Azeken is about the art of creation. It is about creativity. It is about imagination. It is about being passionate about what you want to do. And it not only visualizes that through the three main characters of the Azeken and all of their wacky imaginary adventures they get into while they're brainstorming and coming up with ideas and stuff. But it's also really down to earth in how it portrays the creative process. And 
I think it's that whimsical element combined with the more realistic aspect of how stuff like this actually gets made that is what puts Azekin over the top for me. Like, it is a love letter to passionate people who want to create art and tell stories, but it's also like, okay, to do so, there are very strict regulations and guidelines you have to follow. And sometimes, creative ambition falls way to practicality. That's just how it is. Sometimes you have this really ambitious idea that you want to see done. But at the end of the day, to actually make sure it gets done, you got to cut some corners. And it hurts as someone who creates things. It hurts. But that's just how it is. And I love how the show doesn't shy away from showing that. It just makes it feel more authentic and genuine in how it portrays this process. And as someone who spent six years of their life studying film, I don't think I've ever resonated with a show more than Azekin. Like, I don't think I've had a show speak more to me and my interests and my passions than this show did. And for that, easily one of the Best pleasures I could have ever experienced in this medium, hands down. Mm-hmm. Right. Spencer, what do you think of Isaac again? So Isaac is unique in even in in a industry where you have goats every year. You know, you can you can argue every year has at least one show, in fact we do, that is like greatest of all time. It's unique because it's 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 so forthright in what it's trying to be. It is a it is a love it is a love letter to the act of creation, to the act of not just creating by yourself but finding that passion, finding people that share that passion, even if slightly, and working through that. And as I told Adam, we know people like this. Even if, unlike Shane and Matt... We're all one of these people. Or we're all kind of a combination of uh, Asakusa and uh, Mizusaki... Um, you know, I, I am absolutely Midori because I too am a fucking gremlin. Uh, but like, even if you're not Matt or Shane that have spent years studying film, this these kind of pe- like types of personalities are everywhere. Whether you're in retail, like like me or Adam or Brunritz, or you're in like anything, y- you've met people you know, like Hell Worker. It's deflating yeah but it is it's It's uh, true these two they've studied film their entire adult lives what about these two oh they fucking work with retail dog well okay fine a a a two er, we're all university graduates so i can't even bring that up uh but just outside of film even you've met people like this like you've met them and it's it's the fact that Every episode, you can connect with these people, and everybody's passionate about something, and everybody has... Everybody 
is told that imagination is bad, and as you grow up, you should not have an imagination. But this anime, more than anything, shows how powerful an imagination can be. Um, it was and it was one of the easiest anime of the years I'd ever picked, um, because nothing was going to live up to eyes again. Um, no, no matter how much I, I tried to do internal logic to find something, because it felt like Isaacin was cheating. Um, it felt like it was cheating because it was the obvious answer. It's it's a it's a fucking masterpiece. All the dweebs at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards picked ReZero over this. I don't get it. I watched the still first one. Game it's still one best director though, which is nice. Profoundly mid. I mean, it won. I fucking uh, it. Anime Awards, by the way, it won animation and director that year. It didn't win um, best girl because um, I don't think it was even nominated for best no, girl. No, the best character in the show was nominated, and it should have won. I like Kaguya plenty, but no comparison between her and the greatest anime character of Actually, all time. Actually, no, Demon Slayer beat it. For really, was it Demon Slayer? My point stands. V Zero wasn't even nominated that year for. Yeah, of the I thought, year. No, I think, whatever, I don't care. How I thought Re Zero won. I'm losing my mind. Uh oh Isaac and what no wait, oh wait, no, I'm looking at the Vanya. I'm dumb. Uh oh, yeah, man. no, no Kai Sen won. Um uh, was it? Yeah, the uh yeah, because uh fucking um uh yeah, okay, yeah. Um uh, oh, yeah, the, the nominees were Apana Ranman, B Stars, it was Panoramon, Beastars, Dorhe Doro, Great Pretender, Kaisen, and Isaacen. So yeah, actually really yeah. solid really solid lineup, frankly, actually. And uh Ed Ed fucking uh but it uh fucking best yeah 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 uh yeah Kaguya won for best girl. Yeah. No, I was just dumb. I was looking at the wrong thing. Never mind. Ah yeah, actually we love this show. Go rant about this show because show is I, well, everyone's kind of said the exact same thing, which, oh, it's a love lever to creativity, which, yeah, I can say that too. But um, if you look at my Twitter feed, right, uh, I, which I do recommend, at Young Enron, uh, there's no quality content there. It's all hell. Um, but you're going to see that uh, a pinned tweet that's been there for the last year, uh, it's part two of this stupid fucking book that I've been working on for the past Oh, a decade at least, probably more. It's taken like seventeen dozen forms. So when I first like watched this anime, I was like, "All right, I'm interested." I feel it, it draws you in with the power of uh, of Kanamori, who's unbelievably cool. Uh, and then it gets you with like, "All right, I've been here before." And every episode happens is like, "I've been here before. I've also experienced this. I know what this is like." I know what it's like to want to get sidetracked by half a dozen ideas that you think are better, but you can't because, you know, you have this one project that's way more well-defined than some random uh, 3PN um, brain, brain fart of an idea, you know? There's just... I've, I've never related to a show. I don't relate to shows very often because the majority of shows are like, Fucking people have psychic powers or superpowers or some shit. Um, but every single one of these characters, I was like, yes, I understand what's going on in your head. We are like, we're like linking brains. I know their brains are fake and mine's also even more fake. 
but like I, I fully understood everything that these characters were going through. Unlike any other show I've ever watched. Like even some of like my favorite shows like Attack on Titan, I can't get into uh Aaron Yeager's head because uh I have not lived in a you know, post-apocalyptic world where there's giant uh titans who will vore you. Um but I have uh been trying to make one of my ideas into something that exists on paper. Um, that's a physical thing, something I can point to and be like, yeah, I made this. So I've been able to basically immerse myself in what these characters are like, you know, that's really it. It's, it's, it's so good. Well, at least I think it's so good. I like it so much because I know exactly what's going on. I know why they're feeling this way. I'm able to figure out, you know, What's going on in their head? Why are they doing this? Oh, they're doing this. That's because of this. All that stuff. Why is Kanamori so cool? Because she's six foot twenty and she has like the coolest, most unique character design I think I've ever seen in a show. That's pretty much it. That's the whole that's the whole story. That's basically everything. Everything looks spectacular in the show. Every character looks um they they look realistic. Like it's still in high school. But they make them look like high schoolers, like like Mizusaki's a model, but she still looks kind of awkward. She has like big eyebrows. I like big eyebrows on a character. I think they're really distinctive. Um, Kanamori, obviously, eleven feet tall, perfect. She has like this evil, like horrifying—not a gremlin smile, but like just like all teeth. And she's spectacular. Um, like a little like in real life. <laughs> Asakusa is a gremlin. Kanamori is a hundred percent has the look of somebody who's plotting your demise or blackmail or both. I, I feel like Kanamori is one of those characters that has like like she if like if she was a real person like she just has resting bitch face like that's like just kind of the person in real life that she would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and she like looks at you and it's just the piercing like thinking of all the different ways that she could just ruin your life, mostly financially. Mostly financially. Yeah. Mostly financially. Yeah. In a good way, though. This is all in a good thing. I love this show. I knew I was going to love this show before it even aired because it was fucking Yuasa. But um, I, when I started watching it, I knew I was going to love this show from like 30 seconds in. I knew I was going to love this show when they recreated Future Boy Conan uh, frame for frame scene for scene because they couldn't actually get the rights to use Future Boy Conan so they just animated it again. They just made it. That rules. I respect it so much. Yeah, they just animated it again and I knew and I was just like, okay, yeah, here we go. And Isaacen is one of those shows that like, one, the more I think about it the more I like it, which is already impressive. But also, second, it's a show that just got better and better. Every episode, like I always thought to myself, I'm like, damn, that was like the best piece of anime I've seen this year. Can't get better than that. And then the next episode would air. Real good this week. Damn, Isaac and real good this week. <laughs> Isaac and crazy good this week. Yeah, pretty um, much. And and it's 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 like one of it's one of the I think it's my favorite Yuasa show. And that's hard to do because Yuasa is just that that He's guy. The goat master. 
He's a go. He has so, yet to make anything like, less than a banger, frankly. He's like, um, basically, he's like the anime Michael Jordan. Well, basically, yeah. between him and Shingo, like the two of them have not made anything bad. Yeah, he is. He, they are. They are top tier directors. And mm-hmm. one thing I love about Yuasa is that he only did this show because a fan came up to him and was like, "Yo, this manga has characters that look like characters you draw." So he just made it into an anime himself. Uh, which I think is very funny, but also uh, I think emblemat. I think it's kind of emblematic on how uh, Yuasa. I think was the only one who could adapt this kind of show with this mm-hmm. mo- the kind of show because Yuasa doing this and doing it justice. Yeah, because well, there's like Uwasa, there's different yeah. animation styles. It's like I understand that anime is because it's a team effort. You want it to look as um, generic as possible, so you have a centralized like style that. Every, it's, it's not easy to learn, but it's easy to mass produce all things considered. This is a completely, it's, it's animated unlike anything I've ever seen animated. And it does it in two different ways. Like you have the regular, like real life animation, which is just like stuff that goes on. And then you have like the anime animation, which is like just as good, but it's completely different style compared to what's, what they're doing, which is already completely different than what the, uh, the rest of the industry is doing. Yeah, and it's, it's just like the amount of like unorthodoxy they've had to use for the show is insane. But yeah, and I think that's and why it's, so it's just so detail or CG in this show either. Yeah, because they knew if they animated it like the rest of the show, the 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 payoff to their work wouldn't uh, be as good. It wouldn't yeah. reflect the fact that like oh these characters are their characters and they're still going through the process of figuring out their own styles and all that stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's and it wouldn't it wouldn't hit as hard, and it's it's like because of that, there's just so many small details that are like perfect. Like there's um, I thought I saw this like on my third watch through, which you know you don't catch you don't catch many things you miss on your first two watches, but if you go slowly, um, there's a scene where they're running down a bunch of potential voice actors, and most of it's like the science Sawyer cast. So I saw Yuasa's uh, name in there. There's a character's uh, job description, which was like woman sexer. It's just like chick sexer. Chick sexer. Yeah, it was like it was like chick sexer. Like, like, What's your job? Oh, I'm in the FBI. I'm a female body inspector. Like, which is, which I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the animators had like a fucking blast coming up with just random shit. For it was that. So good. Yeah, exactly. Like all the um in Asakasa's um like notebook, she has all these like scrawlings and all these like potential like prototypes and all that stuff and it's like like oh it can go this fast this is it's like it's just a bunch of like really small details and every single one of those details are translated in this show um there's a sign in the very first episode just welcome to the school and it's in like seven different languages which you never see in anime because i don't know how to say this outside of like an ignorant gaijin but like anime kind of to me feels very japanese centric duh it's made it in japan yeah. it's like putting that like all the majority of american cinema is american centric duh yeah, because hollywood <laughs> exactly it's like oh no you're watching a bollywood movie why isn't bollywood focusing on african voices because bollywood's made in fucking india man like i get why it's like that but it feels just so it it, it feels like the first animator really realized that the 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 potential that anime has as a totally global um phenomenon like it feels like it it knows that it can be more than just a thing that's uh, popular in japan and um america 
it can be popular in like you know the Arab world. It can be popular in Korea, in China. It can be popular, obviously, in Latin America. It can be popular in like Germany and all that stuff. It can be popular basically everywhere as long as you put the effort in. So it's the first anime that's really like made me feel like yeah, this is this is made for me. You know, like there's a description. It's gonna be kind of off topic for a minute, but there's a description of Billy Joel how. When you go to his concerts, like you can sit in the background and then you go to a concert, Billy Joel starts singing, and then it feels like he's singing exclusively to you. That's what this anime felt to me. It feels like you also made this anime. He handed it to me. He's like, all right, buddy, I made this for you. And I'm like, thanks, buddy. I love you. Yeah. I know he's not listening, but you also, I love you for this. You're the best. Mwah. I'm done. Yeah. You can go now. Uh, yeah, but I really, but yeah, I uh, fucking, uh, for, for so. Uh, let's talk about some characters. Let's talk about episodes. Well, so we'll talk about episodes because uh, this show has every, well, every yeah, episode, episode of the show is as good as every other episode of the show. Every episode here is a banger, uh, but you have to pick one. Shane, what's oh. your favorite episode of the show? <sighs> Man, because you have to pick one. You want me to go first? I have one. Okay, my pick is episode. Ah, uh, hold that machete machete tight. And this is the first of three screening episodes where they screen their finished products to wherever. And this is also this episode is so good at building tension and stakes. Because this is the episode where they confront the student council to get funding. Because up until this point, they've been pretty much kind of like an independent operation within school grounds. And this event ensures whether or not their club will get funded or if they'll get disbanded. It starts off. Bangers. You don't want to end up like the carbohydrate club. No, you really don't. Them and their, them, them and their amoeba. You don't want, you don't want to be the amoeba guy. Good it's just like, you know what they're we're, we're making new amoebas, and like the president's like, nah, this is fucking impossible. Get out of here, bitch. We're never going to so be good. able to create anything new ever again. Mm-hmm. And what it, it's like, I, that episode I really like because one of the things that I like about it is that up to this point, um, you get the like up to this point, the show, the, the show really was like trying to, was showcasing. Uh, Asuka, uh, like uh, Midori and Tsubame's creativity as like the big, as like a, as like the big selling point of the show. Yeah, um, here suddenly shifts and suddenly the stakes are high, and then you, re- and then it's basically like, oh shit, these, these girls need to get it fucking together and like actually like calm down for two seconds and like. And I like, and I, this is the episode that also turned me around on Kanamori too to become like. What you get didn't like her from the beginning? No, I, I've always, I always hey, liked her from God. the beginning. He just walks into us. As- I always, no, I was, I was definitely, I was, I mean, I related a lot to Asumidori as a as a character. So like, she was my favorite up to this point. Uh, but uh, I and I always really liked Kanamori. I always thought Kanamori was just a really fucking great character. Um, but it was this episode that was like, okay, no, I think Kanamori's like. Like top tier excellence, based goaded, um, based goaded, because she really like she's like the MVP of this of that episode entirely 
frankly. Uh, and then of course, and then of course, the the depiction of the student council is frankly hilarious. I love the way they're depicted. I think I love it's, they have their own like security club. It's like, exactly like it's like what the fuck is this? they have they have their own security club they make jojo poses like they make jojo poses it's all it's like they 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 they, they are portrayed more like a fucking like government body than anything else which they I basically think is hilarious. Are, well like, no, like the, the, the security club is literally like a police force and i think that's they're hilarious. a police force they have fucking they have like riot shields bro it's like it's so funny if riot but, shields uh, and clubs like a raid and... on the um, on the artifact club or something like that which is spectacular <laughs> that's in, like episode nine, i think but it's really funny yeah uh but yeah spencer what's your favorite episode um, my favorite episode is going to be episode eleven, each other's existence. Um, wow, I get it, I understand. So this is really good, okay, obviously, but um, this is the one where it you we we finally get a better look at how the fuck can Kanamori and Asakusa be friends. How friends of that at that? How like, are they good friends at that? Comrades. Yeah, but but right, how how are these two polar opposites friends? Asakusa is a gremlin. She has boundless energy. She only she hyper focuses. She doesn't like crap. Like crap. basically, Asakusa is autistic. That's probably what she is she she's a- the majority of characters in this show well, at least the um asakusa and uh mizusaki are both autistic in their own wonderful little way wonderful little ways, autistic like, code autism coded 100 yeah like 100 percent asakusa is at least um and then you have kanamori who is 20 feet tall and doesn't like fun and only really wants to make money and you go, how are these two friends? And it, turned, and it turns out that for the most part, they kind they never were. They were different. They they, they were alone in, in school and in life for different reasons. So they kind of started to work together to help each other out. And that grew into a friendship. And it was episode. What was the one where they go for um, food? Uh, seven, episode seven. Um, like that episode where Kanamori just goes, you know, let's go get food. I'll pay for it. You know, and you start to realize that okay. And then as it goes on through the next arc, you go, oh. Kanamori actually cares about this a lot more than she puts on. Like, it's not just for money. <laughs> she genuinely wants to see Asakusa and Midori... Not, not Midori, um, Asakusa and Tsubame um, thrive. Succeed. Yeah. Succeed. She wants to see that. And the, the big ending thing where they get the wrong music... That ending brutal. is one of my favorite. It's my favorite ending of the show because it's just a. It, at, okay, as someone who works in a creative field, who among us hasn't experienced one member going rogue and fucking up everything? Shane, <laughs> Shane, you will. I. Okay, 
have Shane. Shane and I have both been in positions before where before like a film is like the before like one of our pro film projects was due, something went wrong. Something always goes wrong, dude. Every single like, time. Premiere crashes or the sound effects are are like or it renders wrong. Uh it's off key. The sound effects aren't working. Um tur um or like it was on my on my first film, turns out uh the sound was all fucked up. Something happened to the something happened to the mic on set and or like before we got it, we don't know what, but all the sound was fucked. Um so we had to make do with that. And the what I love about this is that the the show uh is that is that the show builds to this like hey they're coming close to finishing it and it's this triumphant thing and then it just ends with the reveal what the music is and you just feel that gut punch you just feel that like, like knife just, me. Just, it like it's just like oh what like oh no Shit. i remember i remember watching that that episode and literally going are you no it just gives me anxiety Dude, I mean, once again, I'm not, I'm not a film guy, okay? Yeah, however, you are. however, I'm a music kid. I love music, and mm -hmm. and I totally get. You know, I don't even just like music. I like the whole cr creativity of film. I didn't take film, but I enjoy movies and the th just the the medium of like. That style, okay? That entire movie's ruined. <laughs> everything that they've built, the entire th plot that Asakusa has made, everything is fucking ruined because somebody went, um, we actually like this music better, so we're just gonna put this music in. It's not what you paid us for, which, you know, happens quite a bit in this show, where it's like, it's not what we fucking art club. I'll get I'll get into them. I'll get into them. I love Kubo. Kubo's great. Kubo, okay, Kubo did Kubo's nothing great. wrong, but the other she one. She does her best, but but fucking we paid you, band, to write this type of music. You don't get to be the one to go, actually we were gonna think we thought about going in a different direction. No! We fucking paid you! That's like me going, hey, Matt and Shane, I want you to make me a short film about uh, the plight of the bumblebee. And you go, got it. And then when I come back, you go, so we made this about prawns. <laughs> how, how, how do you like shrimp? And I go, well, that's not what know. I paid you for. And then, and I, you and went, then I come back yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. I felt like it was a more emotionally resonant narrative. So I just went with it. And as we were okay. filming, we just decided we like prawns now, I guess. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, got it. So we're fucking shrimping it now. Okay, cool. I mm -hmm. gotta fix everything. And how much time do I have left? Oh, less than a day? Great. Great. And that's literally 24 ending. hours. Yeah, that ending is perfect. Kanamori's perfect. Asakusa's perfect. Parker's perfect. Um, they're all perfect. They're all great. Yeah. All right. Adam, what's your favorite episode? Of I am going to say episode eight. It's a bit of a combination of everyone else's. Uh, so basically, it's like the evolution of episode four, 
Mm-hmm. Um, what it is, it's the uh, it's the school festival, right? So it's it's their first like actual um, event where they're they're not like giving everything. They have to like really make it work. Um, obviously, like you you've been invested in this anime for like eight episodes now, so you're like obviously in the tank for it. Um, you've gone with the robot club. You've known like what their deal is. You know that their guy is completely insane. Um, you know the art club by now. You know their deal. Um, and you basically see like it's it's the first time they have to like really work hard to stand out um, as their own independent entity. Because even when they're a club, they still gotta like grab attention for this thing. Uh, it's more pronounced with episodes uh, the third arc, so episodes nine to twelve. But episode eight is like the first time like they realize that oh, we have to actually like we can't just completely focus on animation. We have to like market this shit, you know. Um, we also get my favorite scene, which is uh, Kanamori doing mob boss stuff with <laughs> the air conditioning club, the, the AC club, yeah, AC enjoyment club, which is so <laughs> fucking good. Um, the great bag, I love that. Like, Music arc, which is like, it's really good. You really, really like um, her parents. It's got the funniest split screen gag, which is just, oh yeah, they fucking they, they're showing up to the school festival because uh, the movie they are going to star in, uh, the producer and the director kind of kill each other with a katana or something like no, that. No, no, th- they attempted to murder a producer by breaking into his house and attacking him with a katana. It's so fucking good. And, and um, they don't. I love. I love this. Sh- I'll get into the show's humor more when we talk about other stuff. But I love the show's humor because it's so surreal. It's just like it's like the kind of humor I love because it's just, it just never explains half of its like punchlines, and that's what makes you, it you get the ultimate sacrifice of the the robot club. They're putting it all on the line. You get yeah. the redemption of the uh, the original most annoying character. You're like you're like all right, respect this guy. He's he's fucking all for the cause. I respect the dude is all the way. You know, he's doing like zip lines and stuff. Um, Asakusa just dresses up in like fucking tack gear for some reason. I don't know why. It's the funniest thing in the world that she's like dressed up like a spec ops person. He really fucking is. It's so like, <laughs> it's like so right, weird. The perfect part about a character is that you just roll it. I'm like, yeah, that would make sense for her. She'd definitely do this. It's just like a perfect, like, everything comes together. Obviously, the animation is great. Uh, what I do like, though, is that they don't animate the entire thing. With Hold That Machete Tight, they, they show the entire animation. With this, it's implied that there's more going on off-screen that we're not seeing. Um, but, you know, we've, we're, just, we're not seeing it because um, the characters, uh, Mizusaki's parents, they're observing it, you know, on our behalf. And we're seeing just the important stuff, right? So it's just everything comes together. It's all spectacular. They get to uh, basically dab on the entire student council. I really like the student council. There's only like two really good characters. Who's the president and there's um, the secretary. I can't remember her name. Uh, it starts with an S. It's, it's vaguely African-sounding. Sawande Sasaki is her name. Yeah, Sawande. It's, it's, I said vaguely African-sounding. I think it's right. I was going to mention this too. Like There's characters from like all basically every kind of uh, corner of the earth. Again, real international feeling. Like, Sawande, obviously kind of Africanish. Parker Domeki, um, I'm not even sure. Parker's English, right? So it would work fine. It just feels yeah. like a real 
world anime, an anime for everyone. But see, episode eight is the biggest distillation of what the anime is about, which is how the fuck do you make this happen? You know, and it, it's not like that all the time. You're not going to have a bunch of freaks dressed up as robots um, and engage in ridiculous amounts of subterfuge against tyrannical, um, like, soul crushing enterprise that is a, you know, enforcement body, which, you know, sometimes it feels that way, but mostly it's other stuff. But it's, it's, it's the perfect, like, it boils down what every, what the whole thesis is about into like one perfect episode. It's perfect. It's amazing. It's the it's my favorite episode of my favorite anime, which is saying a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite episode, by the way, is the finale. Uh, yeah, uh, Shibahama UFO Royce. I think, like I mentioned, the show just gets better and better and better the longer right. it goes. With uh, every episode, just builds and builds and builds, and the finale just, to me, encapsulates everything I love about the show and what it's built into. Particularly, like particularly the fact that it, the fact that it is like so satisfying, um, like the fact that you get to see all their hard work actually pay off, um, and a finished product that is like that they like. And I because before that, in the first the first two times they show their anime, the the, the anime they make, they are critiquing it the entire time. They don't like it. They don't like it. They don't think it's that great. Uh, here though, not so critical. Like you know me, I'm basically like that. I'm like, oh, everything I do sucks. I don't know why I do this. It's bad. And everyone who talks to me is like, oh, it's really good. It's actually like good. And we're the outsiders. We're like able to see that they're obviously talented, but like they're so self-critical. Where it's like, no, nah, we suck. This is garbage. Yeah, we can which is why it's so satisfying when they actually do watch the finished product and they like it. Um, and I think that's what makes that finale as satisfying as it does. And I and like. like that. 12 solely for the reason that it was the end of it and i wanted more so make more that is fair that 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 is fair i i I do think yeah i do think that focusing on me i think also it's a smart it was a smart decision by framing the finale focusing the finale on midori so much i think that was a smart move uh because she technically is the lead and she got she does get kind like what is she like she like by relating it back to her and her own feelings and stuff. You yeah, kind of get more into her character. Her, and then the lead passes briefly to Kanamori. And then mm-hmm. five to eight is mainly Mizusaki or Subame. And then it goes yeah. back to Kanamori for episodes like 10 and 11. I think nine. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes back nine, to her. Favorite. Yeah. And then it goes back to the star and it's like, yes. Yeah. Well, and it feels right. And I, I like the fact that they focus on Midori again. And, and also near the end of that episode. All nighter. And also near the end of that episode, they also kind of parallel it to the beginning where it's it's in her apartment. She's on the couch with the blanket watching anime. So it's like it all comes full circle. It all comes for a circle because that's in the end. That's how she got why she wanted to make anime. She was like a, just a small girl watching anime and she saw a, a good anime and was just like, kind of like, <gasps> uh, like I want to do that. I want to tax that. Like <laughs> we, we're like seven or eight, and we're like, we see something really cool, and we're like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life now. No, no, I yeah. Cue me and, at four years old watching Sam Raimi's Spider-Man theatrically. 
when so I was is- four years old. <laughs> but like that final shot of like Kanamori and Tsubame just looking back at Asakusa, who just she's fallen asleep. She's the happiest she's ever been. And just like the look on her face is just so it, it it's genuinely heartwarming. Like that's how I'm gonna sleep when I get my fucking thing published for the first like, time. Like like I have never felt so like like when it comes to sports animes, you know, when the people win and you pop off and you get hyped, that's 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 one thing. But I was more so like like a supportive like like friend. I was just like, man, I'm I'm really happy for her. You know, like like there was nothing to it. It was just like I it was a genuine feeling of like gen like actual like support. Like I felt so happy that Asakusa got what she wanted and that she succeeded. Well, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just her; it was everyone. It was Kanamura, and it was Dameki, mm-hmm. and then it was uh, Subama. It was everyone. It was the whole squad on the real shit. The whole squad got what they wanted, and that made me really uh, happy. What else was I going to say? I like the end shot because, again, back to my international point, it pans out to see the entire world. It's a very so, it is an exceptionally satisfying ending. It's exactly. Nice. No, it's, not, it's not satisfying because it made me sad because I wanted more. And there's also, I mean, well, the, I, I, the, the you can just read the manga. Um, I have to buy the manga, man. It's very it's available at my Indigo. I didn't realize it, but I have to wait. Until, yeah. And, and once I found out that Spencer just uh, messaged me at one point, Adam found out that they sell Isaac and like Indigo, and then I'm just like, you have unleashed the uh, the beast. He has. <laughs> I was gonna go today, but I had to spend um, a completely insane amount of money on groceries for uh, my ensuing upcoming vacation. So I was like, I'll do it after I get back, and I'm you know financially recovered from this. Financially stable. I'm I'm probably gonna like I know um, they have volume four coming out on the twenty second or November twenty second. So I've got I'm Mm -hmm. basically pre ordering that the moment I get back, Mm -hmm. like. I don't think I've fallen in love with a. Uh, well, this is wrong. I I my first big you know anime was well not anime but my first big manga was Attack on Titan and then I kind of fell out with that because I just I don't know I just stopped reading it and then I came back into it but um, Isaacin is probably the first thing I've really like fallen in love with. Obviously, Chainsaw Man happened, you know, but I started with a Chainsaw Man manga. Well, I think everyone does. Because the fucking anime is not out yet, but this is the first anime that like made me realize that not that I'm an anime fan, but I can actually like really like this stuff, and I can you know it's more to it than just ridiculous shonen nonsense. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking, of, uh, let's move on to characters. I think we all have the same for characters in terms no, of. I, no, it's I think me and I think I think. Me and Adam have the same characters. Unless you guys... Alright, Shane, who's your favorite then? There's only one pick. Come on. Is it, it, is it who I think it is? Say the name. Say the name. Say it. It's <laughs> Kanamori, baby! Big yeah, Money Kanamori! It is. It's Kanamori. Big uh, Money Kanamori. Kanamori. I knew, I knew I was you guys. 
She's uh, the best. I mean, to be Unstop. fair, Adam, I named her best female character of the year in that year. I forgot awards, that. So. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. What was my what was my female character that year? I forget. I think. it. I don't know. I need to double. I need to. I need to remember that. I, I I'll check later. Uh, fuck it. I don't think I because I don't think it was Connemore. I mean, that yeah. I don't know. Uh, but um, Connemore like. Okay. What's interesting is that I think like when I w- going into this show, I was actually prepped for Subame to be my favorite because I remember for because the show came out during that time where I, like I was still aware. I I still think of place further fucking 24 7 but like definitely this came out at a time where i was like still looking for the high of watching place further i was still looking at that i was still trying to get that high again you mean um, you camp in antarctica right uh well better that it, it makes your camp look like dog piss yeah Don't tell Josh, uh, kill you. <laughs> but uh no, I, no what is he gonna do tell me i'm wrong because i know i'm right so like he does know he's right um, but uh, but um, uh, I was still looking for that high. I was looking for that, high. and I think Shane will agree with me. Subame is very similar to uh, is is uh, very similar to a particular character from that show. Mm-hmm, uh, particularly, she reminded uh, she reminded me a lot of Shirase from that show, mm-hmm. um, where she's the character that comes in to our lead character's life, and she's. Uh, got a specific kind of goal, and I'm and she's also like the daughter of someone in porn. So I'm like, okay, so she's probably gonna be my favorite. She's gonna have the big arc of the show. Not really. Okay. Uh, like kind of. She gets five eight to herself, basically, pretty much. She's like the MVP of those episodes. Yeah, she's the MVP of those episodes. But like, when it comes to like she like uh fuck it fuck it uh. But what's interesting is that the show instead gave me um the only the only capitalist worth rooting for i absolutely love kanamori so much and i think it's because she's such a unique i don't think i've ever seen a character with this kind of personality this kind of design for one obviously that her design does a lot to help her but it's also just the fact of her personality and the way she bounces off the rest of the cast is so fascinating and it's the way her design complements her personality mm-hmm. uh and the voice actress they got to play her who's mitsumi tamura is one hilarious like she kills it she's so funny every line is so good um uh fuck it uh and i'm a, and she's also she's a kobayashi from miss kobayashi's dragon maid and i love kobe and kobe she does a very similar performance as he does to kobayashi in this um, where it's super, de- she's so deadpan. It's the perfect deadpan straight man comedy. Yeah, and- she feels very tired all the time, and that's how I feel all the time. Also, she, she is tired. She's tired of everyone else's bullshit. She's tired of your fucking work. She's tired. Like, uh, sorry, I'll let Max in you. No, but like, what, what <laughs> I love about, like, what I love about what Kanamori, like, Kanamori's character in the show is the fact that by the end of by the start and the end of the show she has not she doesn't really change she doesn't she has like an arc to herself kind of but like she doesn't change as a character she's a pretty static character compared to Midori or Subame but what makes Kanamori so unique is the fact that she she's static but doesn't feel like it because your your vision and interpretation and like in like 
it, like your perception of Kanamori changes as the show goes. Um, like she is the same character from uh, like at the end of the show, she starts at the beginning, but your like your like how she you perceive her is completely different. Um, by the end of the show, like she's a she's based she you see the layers to her character and you're like, oh, this is she is a complicated person, a very complicated person, um, with a lot of layers, and I love that. There's so much going on with her, and honestly, if it wasn't for episode twelve, I would have gone with her backstory episode as the episode nine as my favorite. Episode nine so good. It is unbelievably good. It it's is. Be- it's because she bore witness to the death of a liquor store, and that changed yeah. her entire perspective on economics. It wasn't even yeah. a liquor store at that point. It was just a general store that her her um was it her aunt and uncle or her parents lived. Yeah. Her, her aunt and uncle ran it, and she found a way to make money. You know, it's so funny that Minimore was just as much of a hustler as she is now. Selling it's hot so water. Like, like she fucking shoveled She's in a, the bag. I can't be mad. She shoveled around the vending machine before anything else because she knew that it was cold and people would buy more hot drinks from the vending machine. She's a fucking maniac. She, and, no, she's getting and, the bag. You cannot be mad at this. <laughs> and another of my favorite things about Kanamori is is just to well, we can all jump in on this. We all the same character. Um is is how she's the only one with a brain. And and yeah, and, and, yeah she perpetually has the one brain cell. She perpetually has it. And yeah. you know, I I totally get it because I feel like especially with Matt and Shane being the movie people it would fall to like me or Adam to be the Kanamori to just be like Matt We 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 discussed Matt? you yeah. are you are you are Demeki you're Parker I'm Parker um, Matt is definitely uh, a Sakasa so, um, Shane yeah. definitely with his love of Shonen and all that stuff feels more like um, Subame. Subame and I'm yeah. kind of more. I'm, 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 I'm not mad at that. Yeah, no, none of us were were mad about it. I hate but the like, fact that like two, and they introduced the voice actress. We got to find a fifth. Maybe maybe I, Josh I, is that girl. I hate, I hate the fact. I hate the fact. By the way, that it's like, oh yeah, you like uh, Asukasa, and you're not wrong because Midori's policy is anime is all about the setting. And literally, I spent an entire review of Dune talking about environmental storytelling. I hate it here. Yeah. I yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking hate it here. And, and and guess what? Kanamori is there to reel you two in. Because and and there are so many points where points in this where I'm like, I get it. Especially to Subame. I'm like, I understand you like motion, you like how things move, you want to do things your we have a fucking deadline. We have a deadline and a budget. You can't do it all yourself. When she you brings do up not- the interpolator, I fucking cringe because I'm like, oh, that's actually like a good way to bypass a lot of the a lot of the heavy work. But God, as an artist, you do not want to resort to that shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, the last resort shit. That 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 was the thing with the fucking ball, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah where it's like it's a, it's an AI interpolator. To... It fucking like it uses AI to render in between frames. Yeah, they had to yeah. do that. That was a last minute thing they had to do. And yeah, interpolation is literally a last minute thing on most things. Yeah, and it's just got first off, first off, can we all take a second to talk about glasses off Kanamori? Hair up eating noodles. Oh yeah, because yeah, that <laughs> that was the point where I became Team Kanamori. I'll be honest with you. I will. I I I agree. I agree. I, I actually like. I the- was in the tank from the start. I saw like um, whoever it was. I think it was a guy on Twitter named like Viperwave or something like that. I saw like he posted screenshots, and I'm like, this woman seems intriguing. I like her vibe. And then I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, she Wait, has incredible vibes. I can't lie. Incredible vibes. Her vibes are great. We also agreed, Matt, uh, this is not for Shane because he hasn't played Disco Elysium, that um, uh, Kanamori, 100% ultra-liberal. 100%. Ultra-liberal. I hate... You know what? You're right. You absolutely... Exactly. That's why I said she is the... That's why I said I called her a a capitalist. She's the only capitalist that deserves rights. She's the the only one that lives. She really when is. She's the one inevitable class light. war. She will be the one I spare. She's the one who bends light. And we agreed that Asakusa was what communist? Yeah. Asakusa <laughs> she's is a communist. Communi- absolutely a communist. And and Subame is probably a moralist. Yeah. Subame is like Kim. Yeah, Subame is Kim. Kim. You know, Kim is my boy. So you know what? That's exactly cool. like, like, I like, wanted like, a framed like, picture moralist, of Kim on my wall when like, I had my own like, place. So. Moralist leaning communist, but still a pretty firm moralist. And oh, oh, and and also, um, the Tanuki is Kunois. Tanuki, which by the why I just yeah. said it. It just no. best character, the fucking Tanuki. What's the funniest thing I could say? Yeah, the Tanuki's kudos. Kudos, yeah. I, I love, okay, but yeah, uh, I, does anyone have a least favorite character? Because I don't think no. so. No. It's, every character in this show is spectacular. Even, like, the side characters, like, they go through their arcs. I guess you could say that the uh, the other music, not the music, uh, well, there's the music guy, but he's not a character. He just, like, shows up. He doesn't even show up. He's just, like, off screen. No, yeah, um, he's the, off screen. We don't get to see him, so he doesn't count. Yeah, one of the art kids, I guess. Like, not Kubo, not, the other not one. Not Kubo, the other but, guy. But, but like, they're not in the show. They, they also, like, they're meant, they're meant to be, like, a scene. Like, what's interesting about the clubs in this show is that outside of a couple, a lot of the clubs are meant to be kind of, they're, like, their own characters because the clubs are, like, these, like, hive mind units almost. Exactly, to, yeah. Those uh, clubs is, are like facsimiles for like actual people in the anime industry. Yeah, they're just they're you know, meant to be like fucking. They're just meant to be like representatives. So like the art club is like, oh, these are just this is representative of art of an art director, which means that it's very likely that I would not be surprised if a lot of those seeds were de- would, were Masuki Iwasa yelling at art directors, um, uh, which is hilarious to me, uh, but also. Like because of, but because of that, it's hard to pick a worse character because a lot of them one don't have characters, but also I I don't have characters I hate here. I think I like a lot of them. Like I even the student council, you're supposed like the student council. I like I like the student council quite a bit. They're I think they're very now they're they're very funny, and I think that yes. keeping and, and like the further the show goes, they get even funnier. So like. It's yeah, it, it, it's episode ten and eleven that really humanize uh, Sawande. 
as yeah. a character. And she's she's, the, more she's than like, the only student council member I would actively support. Yeah, yeah. she's more she than just like an enforcer. She's like, you know, you, you realize it like, oh, yeah, she's like behind them for the most part. Yeah, no, like she, 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 she's like, yeah, she, like tries to, she like tries to strong arm them, but also she's like, OK, I get what you're trying to do. Like, I'm not going to impede your progress too much, but, you know, just follow the fucking rules for the love of God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is uh, immediately followed by Kanamori telling her to shut the fuck up. We're gonna do what we want. Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, the voice of uh, uh, Solande is the voice of is the voice of Maki from Kaisen. So okay, really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I didn't watch the dub. Well, I watched the dub for Kaisen. I didn't watch the sub. Yeah, in, so in the sub, she is the voice of uh, Maki. She is also the voice. Uh, you know, she is also uh, the voice of uh, Akiko. In Futopi, a Futo Futopi, uh, PI. Yes, yes, Futo PI, yes. Uh, uh, but in any, but, uh, but yeah, I, I guess characters are like, I guess no, and for worst character, and as NA, non applicable, non applicable, uh, non applicable. Everyone's awesome in this show. You can, you can find a legitimate reason to like just about every named character. Mm hmm. All right, Shane. Is there anything in particular you want to talk about? Positive, negative, random thoughts let's on the talk, show? Let's that you talk want about the animation because holy <laughs> shit! I it feel is. okay. I feel bad because there are, are anime that I've talked about that I'm like, ah, it just doesn't. This animation and like paired with the art is like it's purposefully simple. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not super. It's not like Kaisen level, like like t- traditional anime. Everything's nice and and fun and simple, and then it gets more obviously more like sketchbook as they get into their like vision sequences. But it's it's it it's a show that that I would say the animation is simple, and I mean that in like the most positive way. I think you're referring more to art style than animation, honestly. The animation is immensely intricate. There's a lot going on at all times during the show. There's a lot going on from like not just with the lot, not with just the character. Like the you, character you, you get like, even with some of the character, you get like like one frame long like snapshots. Like in the first episode, there's a really funny is like blinking, you miss it scene that just Mizusaki be like, "What? Someone's in my spot!" And it's like. It's basically what I do when I'm at the theater, someone in my usual spot. Yeah, and it's it, yeah. and which, by the way, uh, uh, Asakasa's fucking facial expressions are the funniest fucking things oh I've ever seen. Dude, her her on the fucking beanbag chair is my favorite. That's just vibes. <laughs> That's just a mood. She she's a she is a living gremlin. She just she'll just like yell for no reason other than she can. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Uh, and she'll make noises and stuff, but like I love the animation of this show because yeah. it is so intricate. It is so there's so much going on, particularly when you get into the fantasy sequences, which are just like in- insane. Well, it's like, like nut nutto shit. It, it's a, it kind of relates back to what Adam was talking about at the beginning. Like the show knows how to utilize different art styles. So you have like you have the standard art style for the the slice of life, quote unquote reality stuff, where it's all like. Mm-hmm thin lines simple designs really like base colors and then you have the imagination sequences which is a lot more out there abstract a lot more sketchy because it's literally taking place 
within concept art, which is such a cool fucking idea. It's so cool. <laughs> and then you I got, like how they always drag like whoever's in the vicinity in. Like they started dragging like Domeki in just because yeah. of like she's just like, ah, oh, she's in now. And then like in episode eleven they drag in uh, Suwande and it's like Suwande in, yep. You're like, yeah, why the hell not? And then you have the actual it feels anime. Really these yeah, people thanks. are so into it. Even like like a real like enforcer type can be like, "All right, I get this now." I feel like it's kind of a metaphor. Whereas if you show up like in the visions or the uh, the, the vision quests per se, if you're like you you participate in them, you're like behind them now. It's a sign that you're in the tank form. Like you've made it. You're part of the crew now. We yeah, accepted you. Exactly. And then you get to the actual anime that they produce, which is a lot more traditional in the way it uses its art style and animation to convey that medium. It's definitely the most anime part of this anime is the actual anime that they make. There's some shows that can't pull off one good art style. This show is three amazing art styles. Like even though the slice of life regular stuff is simplistic, it still looks spectacular. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's because they know how to, portray character these motherfuckers are professional we know what's up yeah mm-hmm. yeah it is it's which is what i love about the animation i think the animation the, the love and like one thing i also love about the show uh speaking of just technicals and stuff that that uh we'll talk about the op and ed in a bit in a second um mm-hmm. but like the actual music of the show which that. is done by Orutachi. Um, I feel is like the one thing from Isaac Ken that I haven't seen a lot of people discuss, uh, which it's is really a shame because the music way. is fucking great. Uh, I love show... the fact that it's, is it like, it's like synth. It, it's like made on like, a, it's very clearly made on like by like one dude. It's like made by like a it's, single it, guy, like it, on a computer. I swear to God, it sounds like someone making music in garage band. And I mean that in the best way possible. I think it was actually made in garage band <laughs> though. The, it was, the, uh, the anime feels do-it-yourself, so it only makes yeah. sense for the store to be DIY, too. Yeah. And which Odotachi, by the way, is a, ba- is a band in Japan. It is a... Well, it's not a band. It's a dude. It's a random dude who apparently who also oh, has his own Japan. SoundCloud and shit. He has I, his I, own SoundCloud, and you can go look up music that he posts there, so... What I will also add, because I agree with Matt that, unfortunately, this isn't talk about talked about enough um this this uh show uses leet motifs perfectly yeah agreed um, on that because normally i would complain ab- about a show reusing music and this show reuses tracks quite a bit yep however it's not it's less about laziness and like reusing it for no reason it's these are leet motifs they are used at specific points to denote specific emotions and specific happenings in the story, which is what a elite motif is used for. So the uh, the one that that goes pop 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 pop, you know, uh, with with the fucking guitars and all that. That that is like oh okay, and then boof, we're in a vision sequence, and he goes you know, like. Expert rendition of these tracks. Incredible. Absolutely. Are we going to get I'm going to get I'm trying my fucking best. I don't. 
Okay, I'm you just trying to explain. Question. I'm just trying to explain with like like, but like it, the it's just really well done tracks, and it's like every track is perfect in this weird kind of as they've said kind of garage band esque esoteric way where it feels it feels professionally amateur more importantly every every song feels right nothing feels out of place mm-hmm. which is probably the most important part to making a good score yeah agreed on agreed on that uh but of course, people don't talk about it. when they talk about music. They talk about the OP because the OP is a banger, is a certified Holy hood classic. Here's the deal. Breezy. Here's here's the deal. This is going to sound completely insane. Um, you know that I'm not an OP or ED guy. I usually skip them unless they're good. And even if they are good, even like a Chihaya Foods uh, last time, it was good. I skipped it because it's just you get tired of it. But I watched the OP and the ED. Um, every time I watch the show, I've seen so um, I've seen the OP and ED 36 times altogether, plus the times I've listened to them independently. Uh, the bangers. The, the OP is so good, but this is going to sound like a lunatic speaking, but I like the ED more than the OP. I the don't know why. ED, you are actually it, insane. I like I, it I more. Say, I think I will say the ED is. Frankly, it's like I think the ED needs more attention. The ED is exceptionally it's so unbelievably good. I know it's not like it's not easy breezy because easy breezy gets the message across. But I just like the guitars and stuff. It sounds cool. I like it. It's it's nice to my ears. I'm a fan of it. It makes my ears <laughs> feel good. The easy uh, breezy is also great. I love what is the thing I love about easy breezy besides just being a banger. But it's also like. The the OP, I think, like, just show... I, I like showing Easy Breezy the OP to people because it showcases exactly the tone of the show, which is just this... It's it's so, like, phonetic and just, like, wild. Um, I'm gonna in bring... Terms of- I'm gonna bring this up um, because I was actually looking... I was, I was watching the OP on YouTube earlier because I was looking for stills to use for thumbnail, and I saw a comment... <laughs> on the Crunchyroll upload that, like, mm-hmm. sums this up perfectly. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Okay, mm-hmm. here, here, here's well, the comment. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Anime finally mastered the art of portraying teenagers. Weird gremlins who can't stay focused to save their lives. <laughs> and yeah, that's I, Yeah, and I love that because, really, like, fucking, all oh, three of them are just kind of, like, flopping around just they're, going... They're just, <laughs> they're, they're they're just like fighting, characters you know it's not like they're not stereotypical like the average like 16 year old in most anime is like a superhero you know they follow this another world they get 80 bajillion chicks who are all hot in the same way here it's just like yeah they look weird some are really tall like even the one who's a model she's like traditionally pretty she's still kind of got like a weird lankiness to her right because she's like 16 she's in high school they all look fucking weird you know i look weird when i was a kid Everyone looks weird when you're that age. And it's like one of the first animes I've seen that actually like knows that if you're like around that age, you're going to be kind of a strange looking dude or dudette. You may end up looking like a goblin. It's fine. It happens. You know? Chances are yeah. you're probably a goblin. And chances are you're probably a goblin. And maybe you'll be like Midori who just embraces the goblin. 
and just Zach become Grace gremlin goblin embrace cringe goblin embrace cringe i am no longer qu- i am i am no longer cringe i am happy but uh, easy what? fucking breezy yeah easy breezy's fucking that fucking opening iconic. rules so hard I actually want to. I think I, I credit Easy. I feel like Isaac Isaac Candace is a rare show that like like is both like it like I did I never expected Isaac Ken to really get as popular as it did, and it, it was exceptionally popular. And yeah, I actually I think I credit Easy mind. Breezy a lot happened. for that. Yeah, I I credit Easy Breezy for that immensely. I think of Easy Breezy. I think the fact that 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 I think it's because that OP went viral. I think really propelled Isaac into how popular yeah. it actually I, ended up I, I literally just looked it up on YouTube and the Crunchyroll upload at least has mm-hmm. 16 million views yeah which is like one of the most viewed OPs they have on yeah, yeah. see I don't normally call I don't sorry I don't normally call OPs earworms but this is an <laughs> earworm this thing you listen to it once and you're you're doing dishes or going to work and you just going easy breezy and then there's just silence and then you just go clap clap. Yeah, I got my I really really like um I didn't watch it with subtitles in the first few times I watched it because this is the website I used. I watched uh used it on twist.mo the first time and then just not anime the second time. It didn't provide subtitles for the uh, the actual um like all the background stuff when I watched it this time, it like actually did. I didn't realize the song was about telling your haters to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about imagination and telling everybody who, who doesn't want you to do to do your own thing and you know, do what you like doing, fuck off. It, I'm enjoying just, what I'm doing. just like a, a, the anti hater song. That's what it is. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It's easy breezy. You and can't say I'm cringe because I'm happy. You can yeah, go fuck. Yeah, it, it's not cringe if you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, exactly. if you're having fun, hey, who cares? The um, anti-cringe song. I will bring it down a second uh, just to say real quickly for like 30 seconds, I'm going to talk about the, the live-action film because uh, I watched it. <laughs> and oof! Um... <laughs> If it wasn't an Isaacin film, it would be fine. Uh, probably well, like is six or a seven out of ten. But it's an Isaacin's film, so it gets like a six out of fucking ten, dude. Um, so you know how Asakusa is kind of like she's like she's energetic when she wants to be, and she's very passionate, and you know, but she's kind of awkward. Yeah, well, what if you just made her cry all the time and gave her big puppy dog eyes? And that's her part in the live-action film. Um, Kanamori does absolutely zero wheeling and dealing or, or, or business, except for one scene that is done off-screen. Um, and you know how Subame is, like, this model that can turn it on and off? You know, how she loves... Um, you know, she 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 enjoys modeling, but she wants to be an animator and all that. Well, what if we made uh, Subame's character that she actually hates being a, a a model and actually like doesn't like to deal with people at all? Mm-hmm. Well, well, Spencer, this is gonna be a, an interesting thing to tell you. So I learned this from Letterboxd of all places. Um, well, two things: one about the actual film itself. Uh, 
So the first 20 minutes of the movie is a recap of the six-episode miniseries that came out prior to the show, prior to the movie. Oh, my God. So if you're wondering, so likely all of your your issues with the film is likely that. Because Because from what I understand, the original cut of this film was like five hours or something like that it was that's like, congratulations you now have more isaac to watch i'm happy for you there is a yeah there's this, the movie the, sh- the 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 show is six episodes by the way um and it's directed by a guy called Sutsumu hanabusa who um i know who i have never who i've never heard of but all i know is that one he did the live action tokyo revengers films which apparently are actually pretty good um and However, I know him best because he directed a Ring movie, of all things. He directed Sadako 3D, which is not good. I'm sorry, um, what? Sadako 3D? He's not a paycheck. You know? Uh, yeah, but it has, it has got music by Kenji Kawai, though, so, you know. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, which is, uh, is pretty He also directed its sequel, Sadako 3D 2. Mm. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, which exists um mm. but yeah uh the thing i want to like the main thing i want to bring up with isaac Ken, um is its humor because i really love how funny this show is this show is o- obscenely funny like there is no <laughs> reason as to why it should be as funny as it is raccoon uh, dog die, 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 die. <laughs> and the fucking panic, the whole, panic. Yeah, I, I, I. that whole bit is i mean that bit is funny as fuck but I think one of my favorite things about like like the little like one of my favorite scenes is the scene where they're explaining to the art club what they want. And it's <laughs> just Asa slowly losing the will to live. Like it's just her. You can just see the excitement drain from her face the entire time. You're just like, oh, I got to deal with people now. Ugh. Yeah. And it's that that scene is relatable and also again obscenely funny this entire show is hilarious like there's not a single episode that doesn't have at least the meeting between them and the uh the robot club is fucking amazing oh god the fucking opening with fucking um asaku uh asakusa thinking that midori is being like fucking kidnapped by the men in black i'm hoping they're running away because they get caught just Asaka so just knocks out a uh, like a iPhone charge, just cracks. Fucking shoving in the face, super in the face, and just runs. Continues to run, and then gets hit by a bottle rocket. Um, Unbelievably good. What my my personal favorite scene that made me laugh the most for no reason is when fucking they're fixing the roof, and mm. the ladder gets knocked down. And they're, like, talking to Kanamori, who's just like, I'm busy. and But, like, playing along with, like, their whole spaceship thing. And then it's just like, I gotta get free. And it shows K- K- Kanamori in, like, the fucking, like, vision spaceship. And then she, like, figures out a way, and it just cuts to the outside, and she fucking barrel rolls through the fuck When she <laughs> plows through the wall... I fucking lost it. <laughs> the, the fucking sheet, the fucking sheet metal's bent, and it's just like she like does a, a fucking tack roll. It's a sick tack roll through the wall, and then she like, and it's just snap cuts to like her going, hoo, hoo, 
and like putting the fucking ladder up and then she, she turns around and they're down and she's she just like friend. and then they're like what she's like what and they're like we crawled down the the sewer drain and she's just like she's like you're gonna pay for all this yeah, you're paying for all this. It's coming out of your so um we're paycheck. already t- we're already tight on uh, time and budget, and you made that uh, even more strict. So congratulations. Yeah, I like how exhausted um, she is when she stands up. It's like a really smoothly animated scene. It's just like you just feel like oh, I don't want to do this. It's just it's so good. But she yeah. does it because she's a good, good friend. Episode. Yeah, it's it's great. Like I love the. Humor of this episode. So Anyone funny. else have stuff they want to discuss for the I show? Have, I have really dumb. I like how uh, how um, how deep it cuts with the uh, like the like the Middle Eastern stuff. They got like references to like Assyrian kings, like Shamshi Adad the first when I was talking about Mister Fujimoto. <laughs> it's just like, where would you pull that from? <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure it, that that is from the manga. I think. Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of that stuff is from the manga. I watched Isaac related. They mm-hmm. they pull out the the dog Hamadi scrolls. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. Realization that there's more to the world than just the setting. You know. Yeah. I like how they uh, how they they make the Dune ornithopters real. Uh, what else is there? I don't know. It's I we I think we've talked about everything we can possibly talk about. I like how um the. Uh, student council secretary calls Kanamori Kanamani. I guess that's what I call her. Now. I just call her Kanamani. Uh, I like the bit where Asaka so just becomes um, Scottish. Not not Scottish. Uh, I'm going to kill myself. Who the fuck is the Ghibli guy? Miyazaki. 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 It's just like it's just the funniest thing. I. There's, we could talk like for probably like another hour about just all the funny bits in the show, yeah. but mm-hmm. be ashamed. What do you want to add on? So, oh, the last thing I want to bring up, which um, I'm surprised no one's talked about yet, is the sound design, and you know exactly what I'm going to talk about with this. Mm. Yes. Uh, oh, the, uh, oh, the whole the animation, the the yeah. the. The dream sequences when the, the vision quest, oh, yeah, that they make all their the, own sound effects, sound effects, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is like just that, incredible. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Uh, okay, this is gonna be like a weird reference, but it reminds me of that bit. Uh, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of that bit, of like the the ongoing bit in Lego in the Lego Batman movie, where all of the fucking where whenever someone's like shooting a gun. The characters are just saying pew 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 the entire time. Like the uh, the story when uh, when Obi Wan was doing the prequels, uh, Ewan McGregor kept making like meow noises when he was swinging a lightsaber, and then that yeah. ended out in post. Uh, same thing <laughs> happens on the Last Jedi when uh, Laura Dern shoots the gun. She just says pew, and you can actually see it in the final product. They couldn't. She like fucking Ryan Johnson kept telling her, "Don't do that. You can't say pew." But every, they did like five takes, and she said pew in all of them. She can't. Well, you can tell Laura Dern not to say pew. Get real. Come on, Ryan Johnson. Get like get me real. Get real, Lord. Lord, dude, stop. Let her do her thing. Um, but uh, fucking uh, I love the bit. I love the that sound design, like change that because it's fucking. It adds so much personality and so like, ingenious. Yeah, it's one little thing, but it does so much to 
for you to realize like oh yeah this isn't real this is like they're off in their own headspace right now but this is just them imagining what this scene could look like um and it's it's really great and it's seeing like how they view the world almost and it's really fucking ah so good ah shit i wanted to scream the entire i was gonna scream at chainsaw man but I'm. It's eleven o'clock, and I might wake someone yeah. up. Uh, I think Sunday it's time. For, it's a time for us to. We've, we've, uh, we're Isaac and out as much yeah, as anyone. Time to wrap talk. this up and give final scores. Shane, what do you get? I, I, I think we all know what we're giving this. But like, fucking Shane, what are you giving Isaac? In you might think I would give this an eleven out of ten because it is. Yeah. And you would be right. One, one of the greatest anime ever made, and quite possibly the most relatable piece of media I've ever consumed. But guess what, motherfuckers? I'm going even higher. Oh, he's got the Brad Nelson scale. It he gets, makes up a six. It and gets then he the fucking seven. 15 out of 10, baby. He's oh giving it the same rating he gave it to Hunter Hunter this year. The there it is. It's the highest of all time. <laughs> it, is, it is beyond the scale. Now the scale is, is broken. This, this is literally the scale I give to only the shows that are like tried and true the best of the best you can't find the certified better. the certified classics of mm-hmm. the bunch raw the- kino peak fiction <laughs> banger all around anime is like Will chamberlain averaging 50 points a game in like 48 minutes across an entire season yeah this is uh, back in the 60s but still it's like it's like that it's yeah. just so unbelievably good it's hard to put into words yeah spencer what do you give isaac Ken? This is uh, Game 6, 1993, MLB game. Uh, MLB game. World X- Series? MLB World Series. I was going to say the, MLB game. The October Classic is what I was going to call it. Um, but the World Series, okay, this is Joe Carter up to bat. Joe Carter walking off those American hose, right? Walking off the hose, dude. Uh, uh, this is this gets a uh, solid like fucking thirteen out of ten. Um, the scale is just broken. The scale is the scale doesn't matter at this point. The scale doesn't Fuck exist at, at this point because the show is good. Will matter. The show is beyond the scale. Yeah, I'm giving it the eleven out of ten. Uh, but it's the scale is broken. Like this is just like an absolute banner across the board. Uh, I love this show so much. Adam, where does this fall on the heat scale? Yeah, oh, the, okay. the only scale that matters is Adam. So is it is it better than he nineteen ninety five directed by Michael well, Mann? I I went ahead just to compare because I knew it was going to be close. I went ahead and I watched this show first. No, I watched Heat nineteen ninety five directed by Michael Mann. Um, you know, the sequel Heat Two, written by Michael Mann, is out now. Buy it. It's oh, I'm ready. Oh, I want to read it. I want to read it I so bad. It in my house. I'm bringing it on vacation. Um, but I watched Heat just to like to make sure it was good as it said. It's better than I thought it was. And then I watched this, which is also better than I remembered it to be. Is it better than Heat? I don't know. I can't quantifiably say it. I can't quantifiably say I liked it more than Heat because both of these, I think they're like the pinnacle of what they are. In my head, I like it just as much as I like Heat, which is the highest compliment I can give to anything at all. It's up there with uh, 
What's it up there with? It's up there with Mad Max Fury Road. It's up there with uh, Chainsaw Man. It's up there with uh, Halo Reach. That's it. All certified bangers. Halo Reach is the weirdest cut because like it's Halo Reach and people are like, ah, Halo Reach sucks. I love Halo Reach more than any of the Halo Wait, games. What? Really? Whoever people says Halo Reach sucks? Whoever says Reach sucks. It, 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 is a every Halo, every Halo game on uh, if, uh, every Halo game except like Halo Two for some reason has like a fucking vocal like section people of a fandom that's like it sucks. No, I think I think the uh, the cycle is now gone. Um, Halo Three is now the best Halo game according to the Internet Circles. It's, it's going to be a couple years. It 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 happens. It, it's it's going to happen like every Halo game except Halo Five. Uh, that's what's yeah. going to happen. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it's, it, this is this is the best. Of the when best. do you think when do you think the discourse is going to suddenly declare Halo Wars as the best Halo game? <laughs> when is Soon. that going to happen? No, that would be funny as fuck. Soon because it came out because the discourse is now that Halo, I think three is the best Halo game, and the Halo was just two years later. So maybe year later, it would be very funny to see that that happen. I I don't. It's not going to happen, but it'd be very funny to see the Halo. Um, the the pendulum is now rehabilitating Halo Reach ODST. I don't think it's as good as Halo Reach, but I do like the soundtrack more. I think I think right. ODST. I, I don't know how hot of a take this is. I think ODST's story is stronger than Reach's. It's got better characters. No, actually, I don't know. It's funnier, but I just like Halo Reach's like vibes. Also, I spent like a million hours in that game. It was like but, the first game I like. I went out and saved again. It's the first one I spent the uh, all like one hundred and fifty dollars on in two thousand ten dollars, which is like so two thousand ten dollars for a thirteen like, year old is a thousand dollars to me right it's now. It's like ten yeah. million dollars. Ten million, I, like, I, I, I did not regret that choice. I yep. still have the um the Doctor Halsey like book that you get from it. I still have the statue. There's some of my most prized possessions. I gotta fix the damn thing, but I'm sure someone I can just 3D print. I can find some with 3D printer and then just like print off a new DMR for. I think Carter's missing it. But yeah, Isaac and Isaac and. I can't say it's just as good as Heat because you can't really compare the two because they're not in the same medium. But I like it just as much as Heat. It's equal to Heat. So what is that equal? It's like a perfect score. Uh, It's a perfect score. Yeah, it's it. When he gets an 11, that's when it's better than Heat. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Well, with the Yam scale, I guess it's an 11, so better than perfect. But the Yam scale is retired, not as good. Heat scale is better. I like it as much as he. I think in their mediums, they're just as good as each other. Yeah, they're the peak right. of their respective art form. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And with that, is it better than Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yes, I've never seen Brotherhood. I can't say that for sure, but I know that there's no reason Brotherhood should have like a nine point one. Isaac should have like a ten million on my anime list. I, and the fact it's funny, it's funny be, you say that because I actually do think that Forward Alchemist is like the like one of like two shows that I actually think deserves the amount of praise it gets. Like it's absolutely Yes, it's that good. It is uh. ins- it's it's Forward Forward Alchemist is like genuinely like I think maybe it's my it I, I don't know if it's my favorite fantasy story I've read, but I think in like in terms of the fantasy stuff I've consumed, it's like got like I think the one it's it's the smartest fantasy story I've read by far. Uh, it's it's the only it's the only one that actually like you know feels like it could be like an actual fucking world for one. Um, 
and that. Uh, but uh, it's yeah, watch for Alchemist, please, because it's very good. Um, Get around, dude. Eventually, I still I gotta read. It's, it's on the longer side than stuff you usually used to. So um, it is like sixty four. It like the Brotherhood sixty four. So it is a beefy. It's a bit beefy. I but. Do, I gotta put myself in the fairy tale mindset. One of my most ashamed facts is that I watched like twenty episodes of Fairy Tale when I was stupid and depressed. It, it, don't worry, it oh. is a thousand times better than Fairy Tale. I know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, okay. So, but yeah, let's move on to our next featured anime of the podcast. Uh, la- uh, uh, we always, you don't know how this was. We rotate between a random, a random anime and a choice between me and Shane. Uh, Isaac and was Adam's meta. Uh, so we're moving on to a pick from me and Shane. It is Shane's turn to pick. Now, Shane initially had a certain, at the sh- had a certain show he wanted to pick. But I do not know if he's going to do it because we've had some uh, issues with so, trying to see if it exists. Uh-huh. I I will explain the situation and then I will that, tell you my pick. Like weird, what kind of anime is this? Oh, it's like a lost media anime or something like that. I will, <laughs> I will explain the situation. It's a missing so, episode. It is literally the lost episode. Anyway, <laughs> so. The show I originally wanted to cover for next podcast was my teen romantic comedy snafu because I have heard many great things about the show over the years and it is done. It is completed. So I thought now is as good a time as any to cover it. I was planning on doing the whole show, all three seasons, doing it in one go. Unfortunately, uh, lately, Sentai has been very fucky with their streaming licenses lately. And uh, season two was just MIA. So, there's several options I could do here. One, I could just say, fuck it, and we cover the whole show anyway like I had originally planned, but that goes directly against our policy. Yo, the main voice actor here is Taichi. Yeah. What a connection. Is it the linking <laughs> shit? But yeah, the, the first <laughs> option is cover the show in its entirety like originally planned, but that goes against our policy. It's not technically not fully legally available. So that that's up in the air. Option two is to compromise and cover just season one. And frankly, I don't want to do that because the show is done. It's complete. I would want to cover the entire thing and judge it as a complete product. I have heard it's better. It's better stuff is in the is in like second and third seasons, anyways. Yeah, like so, it's a slow burn. So I so. don't. I don't want to cut us short. And the third option is just shelve it for now and pick something else. Based on the situation, I'm going with option three. So I am claiming a new pick. Snafu. So Snafu. Rip Bozo. Rip Bozo. Uh, rip- F and chat. Uh, we'll get to it when we get to it, but it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. So my new pick instead is a show that is like a quarter of its length. It's only 11 episodes. Um, It aired a couple years ago, and this is a show that has been on my radar for quite some time. I wanted to watch it when it aired, but I never got around to it. And the reason I'm picking it now is because in the last couple weeks, a dub was announced. So next time, we are going to be covering the Boys Love Music series Given. Oh shit! Oh okay. 
It was only 11 episodes? Yeah, it was 11 episodes in a movie. I have have been mean to watch this for so fucking long, man. Oh, this anime is gay. It's gay as shit, dude. It is, it is, it is, it is as gay as you can get. Uh, um, uh, fuck it, uh, I've been, I have been mean, I have been meaning to watch this for a very, very long time, actually, because I've heard Mm -hmm. it is, I have heard, frankly, that it is exceptional. Are we do, okay, uh, because, uh. Because uh, uh, are we doing the film sequel as well? Are we doing the f- movie? I well, would I say because the movie's only fifty nine minutes, by the it's, way, and it's, it's only an hour, and it is legally available. It's on Crunchyroll, so we we can't cover movie. it. We'll just count it as like an episode. I th- I guess I, I think three episodes. It's thirteen episodes. I think um, since it's my pick, I'm gonna skew the rules. You can watch the movie if you want, but it's not required viewing. It's okay. not required viewing. You can watch it if you want. You can talk about it if you so desire, but don't worry about it if you can't. Yeah, I've been. But yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I have been very uh, I have been very curious to uh, read this or watch this for a very long time. Uh, and I because I've heard it is exceptional. I've heard it is very good. And it came out the same year as well as Bloom Into You. Mm-hmm. Um which uh, was what a wonderful year for the LGBT for the gays. Um, they winning. They, yeah, they, they winning, were dude. indeed winning that year. They stay um, winning, dude. They do stay winning. Um, but yes, we would so doing good. Yeah, we're doing given. But and it's again fitting in the theme too because Shane really wanted to do ro- uh, like romance shows this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it keeps in the theme. It's still a romance show. Oh, which is nice. One hundred percent. The reason I chose this is because it came back on my radar because they just released it dubbed. So mm-hmm. that is the whole reason why I decided to pick it. Yeah. All right. But in any case, I'm your host Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex as well as on YouTube at Legion Rex. Uh, I sometimes stream as well, but that is inconsistent, so don't bother. Um. Uh, don't, uh, don't don't just follow me for that, please, because I only stream like once in a blue moon. Uh, with me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. You can find him on Twitter at Bearded Gaming Network, as well as on YouTube, the Bearded Gaming Network, where he posts unboxings, let's plays, uh, gameplay videos, podcasts, a bunch of other stuff. He also streams on Twitch. You guys on YouTube? You probably should. Uh, well, uh, well, Shane. Oh, I post my, I posted my stream on YouTube. I don't know about Shane. I, I, mean, I, I, Shane. I used to do that, and then I just got lazy. You should work? really do that. You should really do that. It, yeah. it would help with cataloging and I would, stuff. I would prefer. I mean, I have all of them in, on a hard drive. I would preferably like to edit them down into highlights. But then by the time I'm done Same. streaming, I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to yeah, lay that down. Go slump. And sleep. I want um, no part of this computer. Get it away from me. <laughs> get it, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you can also find him. Speaking of streaming, you can find him on Twitter. Uh, not Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Fuck. I stream on Twitter. You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you find him on Twitch uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday oh, from seven, from around seven. To 10. Yeah, from around seven to ten. Uh, where uh, as this episode goes up, he will be streaming Yakuza like a dragon. Um, he is currently, I don't know where he's on like chapter five, six, I'm in, I'm in like the tail end of chapter five. So he's, we're, about, he's, we're he's about amount. to get jobs. He's about we're to about, get jobs. We're a good amount through the game. Yeah. 
he's about to get jobs if you've played the game you know what i'm talking about um uh finally um but uh uh but uh yeah he streams every monday wednesday and friday from seven round seven to ten ish depending on when he uh depending on a bunch of things uh with me i also have my co spencer we can find him at twitter on twitter uh at barry burton with two e's Dewey's. and he likes a lot of classic pictures and he's also the official fan page of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Toronto Blue Jays. You may have to knock that off once uh, the season starts because they lost their first preseason game. So you may have to remove that. He's losing the Bengals. No more Bengals. He can beat the Bengals, but he can't. Listen, I'm very superstitious. I'm taking it off right now. Thank you. Well, I guess not anymore. Rip the Bengals. You you can put a tiger in your uh, tiger emoji in your username like I have. I got a um, dinosaur and a tiger because I'm a Raptors fan and a Bengals fan. That'll work. You know what? Do that. Do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, we have Adam. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Yun Enron, um, where he is currently writing his book. And you can go what? and. So I know that last year I said I was going to make it happen. Uh, I'm restarting. I'm going on vacation soon. I'm flexing on the hose by going on a vacation. Are you going to write on vacation? I hope I will. I think I'm going to get a lot of progress done because this is going to sound very stupid to anyone, including me, but I wrote a script and I have the first like part done. Um, I've, I've recently figured out how to properly structure like, you know, a series of books. I have the first one in my head done. I have all the parts written out. I have the summary. I have like a script basically for the first 40, 50% of the thing done. I just need to translate it onto the page. Um, if I'm on next episode, I may be. Um, I'll throw it like a shout out there. If not, then I'll just post it on my Twitter. It'll be a Dropbox link. It should be a free PDF if I ever, you know, end up finishing it. Which who knows? Might happen. Isaac and always does weird things to me. I always get more productive after I watch it because I'm like feeling the vibes. Yeah, because it just so, inspires you. Exactly. So if you're lucky, Janissaries Day One, the reup. Coming exactly. to you soon. Mm-hmm. And in that case, uh, we'll, and, uh, I think we're pretty much done here. So uh, I hope you enjoyed our very long rinded rant on it's Isaac. Three, and, hours. Three, yeah. three hours, 32 minutes on the timer right now. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and and, and uh, so and with that, we'll see you all next time. Forgiven. Which I'm very excited to finally cover. Time to be fucking gay, boys. Just gay like we've always been. As hell. <laughs> See you on the rainbow side. Thank you, The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. And if you want an audio-only version of this episode, you can check out our SoundCloud page. The link will be in the description. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Go get the go.